0: This is Snake, can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Uncrankle
1: these just about to be recycled notes.
0: You know what's hilarious is we usually do this Wednesday nights Thursdays are recyclable day so if we would have did the proper night these would have been in the trash that's true In the trash that would have been finished yeah
1: that would have been finished
0: and if you're wondering why our notes were in the trash
1: they're probably not <laughs> but we'll tell you anyway they're probably not uh this is a redo <laughs> a redo not a remake yeah. well I
0: guess it's a remake we had a great rehearsal
1: <laughs> yeah yeah this, yeah we had a we had a rehearsal that we mm. uh like jackasses recorded with no audio
2: okay? Yeah. um
1: because we chose to not because uh, there was an error or anything. Yeah, just for fun. Possibly the microphone, but whatever. Uh, so this is uh, take two, I guess, of, yeah. of the X-Men uh, first class quadrilogy.
0: I, I mentioned it on, on Twitter to my followers.
1: Why is it quotations? They're followers.
0: The, the, situation, the situation. Yeah, but I
1: mean, they're still your, they're like, your followers. like, I'm going to
0: try here. to get this up for the Thursday as usual, but <laughs> due to the fact, and uh, one of our guys that follows us, his name's Trinity he's like just release it without audio we'll add the whole thing
1: that's not a bad idea
0: I was like I'm pretty sure you're the only one that watch all three hours of just to add live just-
1: I'm actually intrigued to see what he would have to say like how yeah. he would capture both of our respective voices ah, and how many ah. like overt penis references he would make to mm-hmm. make up for the fact that mm-hmm. we talk about penis a lot yeah apparently, yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah so uh, so geek answers. To bring you up to speed, in case you missed the last two seconds, yeah, we we did one, we finished it, we uh, knocked out a three, almost four-hour run. Yeah,
0: the biggest episode we've ever shot. Um, the
1: uh, the X Men First Class quadrilogy, which we didn't come up with a name properly. Beginnings. So, that's right, beginnings. Beginnings. The beginnings quadrilogy. Yes. But yes. Uh, so that's. Uh,
0: so now we get to talk about those again.
1: Yep. Luckily, we still pretend, have our
0: notes. Pretend that we don't know what we're about to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the only drawback. Eh? <laughs>
0: that's a drawback.
1: I'll go. I have a feeling that this will now be thinned out because
0: it will be an edited version. It will
1: not be a, a three three hour run. I think it'll be a little bit less. I mean, because even the stuff we'll talk about, like uh, the Sony Disney Spider Man, yeah, fiasco was the fiasco so, that's right that was, the that was a good word and I also followed up by saying we could have said catastrophe as yes. well yes so <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll take up that much time
0: mm.
1: um, especially because now I think we've had time to think about our respective positions and we might go oh, that Chris guy was right or yeah. oh, Ken had some points yeah. or whatever yeah. Uh, but yeah so we're going to touch upon the uh, the Sony Marvel Spider-Man fiasco uh, and then of course get to the X-Men first class for but, uh, or the beginnings, quadrilogy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but just for reference sake, this is the Geek Pants Camcast. This is Chris Mercier. That over there is Kenneth Levitsky. I'm a that. And uh, he's a that. Because, I'm a that. Because he's so amazing that it's hard to quantify. Ugh, how you it's like hard that. to
0: contain all this in one body.
1: Yeah, in one all pronoun. Amazing. In just In one
0: pronoun. That. That too. Yeah. So. mm mm-hmm
1: didn't uh, think I'd go there, did you? No,
0: I did. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, so here goes. Um, I think I started the Sony Disney thing last time, so how about you start it this time?
0: The Sony Disney thing? Or thing. Or the Sony
1: Marvel thing. Yeah. I guess it's, well, it's a Disney thing.
0: The Fiasco, a the Fiasco chat. Yeah. The fiasco chat. Unless wall. you have something else you want to you have, know,
1: since we haven't really talked about much since I don't know, now.
0: like. Oh. 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 Oh.
1: Okay. Okay. You want to talk with Joe? Your- I do want to talk. About I something. I knew it. I do. I, I knew it. Since we, I, knew it. I finally like I finally watched the trailer, and uh, I gotta say, like it looks really good. Yeah. Like even the first trailer where I was like, you know what? Like I'm actually pretty sold on this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, where you see Todd Phillips is blatantly like ripping off Martin Scorsese, uh, like blatantly between the comedian. Um, Although I love that that is referenced in this movie, because that's a movie that I've wanted to see, but I haven't, Yeah. because it's right up there with that taxi driver feel where, like, you're watching, uh, from what I understand, you're watching a a guy's descent into madness, because he thinks he's the greatest comedian in the world, Mm -hmm. but he's really fucking terrible, Yeah. so I would like to see that juxtaposition, but I also like that as like a, almost like it's influencing, uh, what's his name, Albert? Albert, what's his real name? Or his... no Albert. Yeah, Fuck. Albert I Fink or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Joker. Yeah, the Joker. but He's the Joker. Uh, I like that. That's kind of you know tying that into. Um, I also like that. I think we might have actually seen Thomas Wayne, that older
2: business-looking dude. We supposed to be in it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think uh, I can't remember who the actor was, but he's in like a bunch of things. Yeah. But I like how they potentially have shown him, and showing them to be at odds, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. Um, and as far as this being like the worlds of DC, like you were mentioning the other day on the original, um, <laughs> I find that like that actually works for the in favor of, for this movie. Like this actually helps this movie stand on its own. Yeah. So like even I read some of the stuff like on Reddit where they were like uh, like as a possible origin story for the Joker. This looks pretty fucking good, you know.
0: It's getting tens of tens across the board. Yeah. Got an eight minutes standing ovation at the festival of open Nova.
1: The only drawback with this movie is that for the next like year or two, we're gonna see fucking like the worst kind of comic book fans.
2: Yeah.
1: Emulating uh, this Joker, mm-hmm. just like they did with Heath Ledger and and you know Jack Nicholson and stuff like that, or even like. Like aspects where, you know, like Rick and Morty, they idolize Rick, uh, or BoJack Horseman. I don't know if you ever watched BoJack. Horseman. I have watched BoJack. That's a great show. It's a show. It's a great show. Absolutely great show. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like none of these characters are people that you should be looking up to. Yeah. They're all like pricks, mm-hmm. like horrible people. Um, I mean, there's really not too much that you can actually say is good about them. You know, I mean, I guess like in Heath Ledger's Joker, you could say that he has his convictions and that will never be broken. That would be like the only positive for that character. Yeah. But that's it. So, but the drawback is, like I said, you're going to get like at least, at least a year of people being like, I'm the Joker. <laughs> his Joker laugh was awesome.
0: He, he's got the laugh. His Joker laugh
1: was, when they did that, even though he wasn't uh, like in makeup. Yeah, he
0: wasn't. Yep. Yeah.
1: He was just doing that like, even though in the context of that laugh, where it was like a super, like, fuck you laugh, I loved that, and I loved how he had the laugh but at no point in time looked like he was laughing while yep. he was doing it. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I've never, ever said that Joaquin Phoenix is not a good actor. Oh, he's a great actor. I've always said he's a great actor. Yeah. He's a weird dude in real life. <laughs> not that I've met yes. him, but yeah. i just, like, that whole, like, is Joaquin dead fucking yeah. And, and they do the
0: worst, worst still here, or I'm, still, I'm still
1: here thing. I was like, he's
0: got the big beard.
1: That whole performance piece showed you that he's a little fucking weird. Wasn't that like two years of his actual life? Yeah, two years of his actual life where yeah. he gained weight, grew a beard, uh, tried to look like a like a strict Orthodox Jew, Orthodox Jew, right? Yep. And then rapped. Mm-hmm. Chilly. horrible rap. Like. Horrible And rap. I mean, like, I'm not a rap asphyxiana. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you, yeah. like, why some rappers are better than the other. I can just tell you, just so that there's some street cred on me, that, like, my, like, the rap that I grew up with was, was Dr. Drake, who's, like, my all-time favorite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. also one of my all-time favorites. Um, and then all the guys that were in and around those guys there. So, you know, like, Nate Dogg and, uh, or like, uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem, like yep. that kind of thing. Yep. I wasn't really big on 50 Cent, but I kind of stopped with Eminem. And even Eminem, it's not everything by him I like. Yeah. I'll, I'll never say he's a shitty rapper, but I'm just saying like I have some rap friend is basically what I'm getting at. But uh, his rap was fucking terrible.
2: <laughs> and then,
1: like you know, you see the interviews, the whole works, and you're just like fuck is happening? And then you I find out the whole thing yeah. was for that movie and you're like oh. Yeah. And then the movie didn't do anything.
0: I love the gun part with David Letterman. Oh yeah. That part makes me laugh so much that David <laughs> Letterman was going to kill him. Oh my god. And then the only time it was just for a movie.
1: The only time I ever thought that like David Letterman was like gonna fucking kill somebody on yeah. live TV yeah. and it's him and it's for a movie that didn't do anything for his career. Mm-hmm. In fact It fucking put a pin on his career for a couple of years. He had to go into hiding, essentially. (laughs) So that way people would go... No, I think the first thing he did was walk the line. I think it was just... No, that was before this.
0: Oh,
1: yes. That's right. That's right.
0: I think his...
1: He fought... (laughs) Could you imagine that? He walked the line. Yeah. Which, I mean, as far as... Oscar nomination. As far as your biopics go, it's nothing out of the. Like, and yeah. that was one of the reasons why I was like, it's a great biopic, mm-hmm. right? But it's still a biopic. Like, it's still just kind of like check, 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 check. Um, you know, and he did a really good job, and she did a really good job. Everyone's like, oh, she looks so much like her. She didn't. <laughs> 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 I mean, she had brown hair. Yeah. Okay, and she was white. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you could say that she looked like her.
0: It's got 50% down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that 50%? I don't know. Well, really? I mean, I guess, really. Yeah. yeah. You see white hair and brown hair, you see that's... Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Half half of it, but either way. Uh, but So, not to knock him as an actor, he's, I've always thought he was a great actor, uh, but this is like... This is one of those where I'm like, okay, what happens now? In the sense that, like... Because I feel like he's in the same sort of mindset that Heath Ledger was in, right? So it's like okay, can he bounce back from that? Because Heath Ledger could not. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough call. It's I don't tough call. But it's also kind of I, I'm worrying in the sense that because he's so good here, how many other like Joker movies are they going to be like, hey, watch Check this out. You know, I don't know how this movie ends, so I don't know how it lends itself to a sequel. Um, part of me kind of hopes that it doesn't do enough to make a sequel because I feel like. I don't know. But I know, like with, I saw the early reviews, reviews.
0: I think we're gonna. I saw the
1: early reviews. I.
0: It's a word of mouth movie. I don't think anyone's really. No one was asking for a Joker.
1: I definitely was against the idea right at the beginning. So and right at the beginning, in fact, up until that trailer, I was yeah. like, "No, I'm against
0: it. I'm against this." All like, I cool. love Joaquin and Todd Phillips, great director. And,
1: and I love Joker. But it's not do one of I those. Need more Joker. Yeah, no. I, I guess my other fear is that like, if because Joker is obviously going to do good enough for a sequel, it's also going to do good enough so that other, like Marvel, for instance, will be like, no, let's do a Doctor Doom movie, let's do a Sabretooth movie, let's do a movie for every single villain of all time, and I oh, know technically Venom, is kind of the beginning of that, but yeah, but Venom was always more of a lethal protector in that movie anyway. Mm-hmm. It started out like the villain he did in the comic books, but I do We know.
0: should get more villains
1: really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like doing movies.
1: <laughs> well, I don't
0: know about that.
1: All right. I'll have to agree to disagree even though like I said this looks amazing and I can't, I almost I have a feeling I can guarantee that I'm going to love it. Yeah.
0: Um I, I have know. a feeling that I'm going to... I'm going to say love it cuz I don't know yet. I think we're going to enjoy it. But yeah. I don't know how about the how about the replayability. Like I feel like I might be a one and watch it again that's a
2: good point because
0: it doesn't look like a movie that's gonna keep me coming back yeah that's a good
1: point because like like i've said this before uh i'll I'll say it a lot like i look at a lot of these comic book movies uh and i I always feel like the best ones stand on their own without any of the comic book elements yeah right and then the other part that i don't mention is but they always keep me coming back for more like
2: i guarantee you that
1: i will be watching the dark knight for the rest of my life can't stand for the rest of my life. But you're right, maybe I won't do that with Joker. Maybe Joker, I'll do one, and maybe two, and after the second one I'll be like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, it might be one of those like, uh, if it shows up on TV, there's nothing else on maybe, I'll watch it. But it all depends. I'm
0: going a lot more specific with my superhero movies going forward. Oh. Like, comic movies as a whole. Because I didn't get to
1: Yeah, I don't want to say superhero movies. Comic movies I watched Shazam, and I was like, I liked it, but I didn't get it. I was actually glad I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah. that's I Like, I liked it, um, but I don't know if I'll even own it. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at right now. i just like, I liked it. If it's on and there's nothing else on, you know, I might, I might check it out. But I definitely don't see myself. I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to own it. Yeah. Whereas, like, the only reason why I haven't gotten Aquaman or Endgame yet is just... Because I was like, you know what? I have... The money but can i use it for other things right the answer is always yes i can always so, so at some point you know you grow up <laughs> <laughs> and you go okay all right like i'll get it eventually i know that yeah. i'll get it eventually because i really thoroughly enjoyed aquaman and Endgame. of course you know it's
0: just one of those things well i kind, kind of feel like that too with like the MCU. like i've been getting them all up to now but like after end game well after Far from home yeah i'm kind of just like I'm gonna be more specific about what I want. Like, I, I'll get Captain Marvel just because it connects to this, but I don't know if I would get Captain Marvel Two.
1: Yeah, see, and that's and that's a good point. Yeah, and even like, uh, like I, if we're talking about movies that we'll see in the theater, Captain Marvel Two is one that I can see myself seeing in the theater. Uh, Black Panther Two, same thing.
0: I'll see Black Panther Two.
1: Doctor Strange, same thing. Black Panther, yep. same thing. That's Eternals. Martin.
0: Trailers are really good. Depend on trailers.
1: Has to look amazing. Yeah. And even then, I'm not seeing it opening night. Um, I want to get some more of those reviews out there. Even though it's funny because I'm like, yeah, I don't really take much stock in reviews. But at the same time, like, I mean, we're all relatively intelligent people, so you can kind of beat through the blatant like Marvel hype.
0: <clears throat> can you trust reviews with the MCU though? I don't know. Well, that's I don't what I know. mean.
1: Like. You can read it. I mean, it it's up.
0: probably going to get ninety-five percent.
1: Yeah, That's true. That's Whereas true.
0: if it was a DC movie,
1: <laughs> it'd be like minus
0: yeah,
1: minus twenty. This
0: is so awful. It's it's. you like in they the should hole. be paying you to in see this hole. movie. Yeah, you know. Hmm. You know what they're gonna do? I'm, I'm I'm all paranoid about the yeah. episode now.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: All right, so, I feel good now. I so my Joker,
1: uh, Joker, I feel like I'm uh, mm-hmm. feel like i definitely going to see that in the theater, too. That's for sure I'm going to see I'm it. going to
0: Joker, I'm going to Joker, and then we're going to camcast Joker. Yeah,
1: and then we're going to camcast Joker. I'm not going to wait to see that. There's
0: not a lot of movies left coming out this year that I'm interested to in see. In the
1: yeah, theater. yeah, exactly. Ready or Not, I
0: wanted to watch. That came out of nowhere. The trailer was Which like one? so fun. Ready or Not, new horror movie. It's got oh. like a Your Next vibe to it. Have oh. you seen Your Next? You're next. That's the one where. Uh, it's that final girl goes after the killers. And oh, no! Flips the table.
1: No, I wanted to. Oh. I actually saw Trilly oh, was it's like, Who's in it? It's
0: so good. I uh, know one real big, I think. Where is it? It's right behind you.
1: Very okay, well, I'll worry, it's about, in about, that. It's in I'll worry about that. the Ys. I'll worry about it later. So, uh, enough about Joker. Let's get to yeah.
0: Disney. Yeah. We've trimmed the episode down, so let's have more topics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's only because I saw that joke, joke uh, trailer. So uh, The trailer was really good. Okay, so your thoughts on Sony DC, uh, and Disney? What are your thoughts on My this? My thoughts
0: on it? Um, <laughs> let's see, what did I say last time? I don't really care, man. You don't really care? Because last answer. time never happened for them. <laughs>
2: That's true.
0: That's true. Basically, um, I, I'm... I'm over here. I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it because I get to see Spider-Man back in the Spider Verse with his Rogues Gallery and everything. I'm gonna miss seeing him in the MCU, yeah. But I've already seen him with all my favorite MCU superheroes, yeah. who are no longer on the table. Besides Thor, and I doubt Thor and Spider-Man will ever meet up again because Thor's going all cosmic and stuff now, probably.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'm okay with it for at least a couple movies.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have to say, I feel the same way. Uh, ultimately, though, I, I'm still of the belief, uh, when we talked about this previously, I'm still of the belief that between now and possibly after the third movie, possibly before, because, like, I mean, we're looking at still potentially 2021 for Spider-Man 3,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay? Barring anything unforeseen, 2021. Yeah. Um, so that's still plenty of time to renegotiate. However... Depending on how well they might wait to see how well Spider-Man three does. They will. And then go back to the drawing table, and I think what'll ultimately happen is that they will uh, they
0: will renegotiate. it's hard to say. Like I think it's, it is it's hard still, to say. I think it's still going to do good because it's still going to have Tom Holland. It's probably going to still, gonna gonna have, still have John
1: Watts. Yeah, it's still going like, to have, it's the, gonna the, gonna same have the
0: same feel. It'll have that weirdness because they there won't be happy or Tony awkwardness. or anything. There will be
1: that awkwardness because yeah. you can't reference. Anything at all. all. So, a lot of the stuff that I again we talked about, uh, we feel like they purposely tied to the character. Yeah, because on some level Disney thought for sure that they were never ever going to lose this. They were actually, I believe, Disney was so confident that they would get the character that they were like, Fuck yeah, Sony, you can have Tony Stark, we can build a whole mythos around him being. Our bit be- Uncle Ben, because that's the big thing. You can't use Uncle Ben. Which, when you told me that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that totally part of the
0: original contract."
1: Explains why
0: no mention, no, no mention of Uncle Ben. You got some initials in the last,
1: initials movie. in the last movie, and even then, that was a quick. Like if you blinked, yeah, you missed it. Gone, right? It was just like the uh, the Mysterio, the original Quentin Beck thing. If you blinked, yeah. blinked, you missed it. Yeah, right. Which I thought that it was so funny that later everyone's like, "Did you see it?" Like it was a big deal, and it was like. Yeah, I saw it, but I wasn't like... I just assumed either you saw it or you didn't. Yeah, And that was it.
0: You didn't miss anything if you missed
1: it. Yeah. Like it not, does nothing
0: for the story. Not
1: seeing him for that half a second yeah. didn't suddenly go, well, I kind of wish I would have saw him a little bit sooner. Mm. It would have made more sense. But anyway, without getting too much off topic, I do feel they're going to renegotiate based on the strength or weakness of the third movie. Sony and Spider-Man have a hard time with their third movie. Yeah. Okay? So much so that they couldn't even get a third movie out for Amazing Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, although, if you've watched Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know exactly why they couldn't get Spider-Man's Amazing Spider-Man 3 off the ground.
0: It would. I think, it, you know what, it would have happened if Marvel never came to them. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it still would have happened.
1: Yeah, but also, I, I think if, if Amazing Spider-Man wasn't so abstractly bad and also wasn't so obviously a studio movie mm-hmm. then Marvel would never have come to them yeah. because it's like uh, like a shark smelling blood in the water there's no blood in the water the shark isn't going to suddenly go hey let's check out this area the sharks going to be like there's so much other shit to look at yeah. smell blood sharks there right yeah. so I think that's the whole thing with Disney where they were just like oh, okay Alright, we can't buy them, yeah. but what if we did a partnership, and you make money off your movies, we make money off our movies, um, we get a little percent of the first day gross and you do the same, and that's it, how does that work for you? And then we'll give you the God that is, Kevin Feige. And they went, yeah, sure, Yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing.
2: Yeah. We have no <laughs> idea. Did you see
1: Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2? We have no fucking clue what we were doing at all. Like, what the shit was with Gary Goblin? I don't know. we thought it was a great idea. <laughs> oh, man, we're dumb. So, yeah, I I, I kind of half agree with you and kind of don't.
0: It's tough. I think when the renegotiations happen. Yep. Because Disney wanted 50-50. And someone, I know. That's someone, my favorite was part. Like, ah. That's
1: my favorite part. that They came back with, well, we'll uh, co-finance. Yeah. So, we'll put up half the money. You put up the other half. And Tony was already like, well, no, that's never been an issue for us.
2: Yeah.
1: And then they're like, and we'll get 50... 50- percent of the profits and then they're like <laughs> you get 100 percent of the spider-man merchandise profits regardless mm-hmm. you're making money right now off the of spider-man yep. while we're conducting this get the fuck out of here yeah get the fuck out of here like even if disney came back with a reasonable offer like if they would have said okay all right we'll let you have kevin feige again okay we'll renegotiate for three more movies um but how about instead of 5% of the first day growth, we get 10%. How about that? I think that's a little more reasonable. Because then they could even say, because we're still making money off Spider-Man, mm-hmm. off the merchandise rights. In fact, right now as we speak, we're making money off Spider-Man. Not to be a dick, I'm just saying. Yeah. All, our cards, table, all our cards on the table. All our cards on the table. Right now. So then Sony yeah. can kind of go, and they can go, oh, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Instead of just being like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking way. Yeah. We're going to give you 50% profits. You put up 50% of your money. Big deal. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because they know that the next step is, why don't we just buy him?
0: Do you think we're 20th Century Fox? Yeah. We're Sony.
1: Why don't we just buy Spider-Man?
0: Yeah. I think if a renegotiation happens, it's going to be... Not for 50-50. No. It's going to be less. And there's going to be stipulations that says, we can use Tom Holland and Peter Parker in our movies. Yeah. Or, that's fine. Our guys are part of your MCU.
1: Yeah.
0: Venom's going in the MCU. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's going to be major.
1: There has to be. There has to be. Especially because, because again, like, like, and I've said this plenty of times, nobody expected Venom to be the hit that it was. Yeah. Nobody. Okay?
0: Nobody. Nobody said... Mean, I do sit. believe in our last prediction last year, we said that was going to be the biggest rear bomb of the year.
1: Yeah. We definitely did. Okay? Yeah. We didn't even acknowledge that it was possible that it could be a good movie. Yeah. We also didn't po- acknowledge the possibility that it could have made money. I think... I think we agreed that it might break even, if I remember correctly, but...
0: No, I never took because, into consideration, no, you know, China. You because got, it
1: was a bomb. We, we Because we thought it was a bomb, yeah. we thought there was no way it was going to make money. It was going to be a one and done, and we felt bad for Tom Hardy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Poor you know? Tom Hardy. And then... But it looked good.
1: We saw the trailers, and it looked good. Yeah. Uh, but then on the strength of Tom Hardy's dual performance, okay, the last... I would say three quarters of the movie. The first quarter is the only weird part about the whole movie. Mm -hmm. It's the only part that kind of sticks out like this doesn't feel like the same movie.
0: It's that transition, right? Because you got like this body horror thing at the beginning.
1: Exactly. And then it feels like it beats
0: into like superhero comedy action type stuff later. But there's that weird transition in between the two. Where it's like,
1: ah, Like the part where he's in the... Let's pick a
0: genre, people.
1: ...aquarium, and he's taking bites out of the lobster. <laughs>
0: yeah, while swimming in while it. While
1: swimming in it. So it's those parts there where you're just like, this is literally where they're like, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing with this movie. And then they just kind of went, let's go black comedy with a little bit of graphic violence. Yeah. Let's do that. And it worked for them. It worked. It worked for them immensely. So then, uh, so again, so now... Sony's got more weight and that's I think the one thing that fucks Disney up.
0: Plus Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah. And Into Huge the Huge Spider- money. Critically an acclaimed. An Oscar
0: for best animated film.
1: Critically acclaimed and Oscar winning movie. So you've got one, two, then
0: I'm pretty sure it was up against three Disney movies in that category. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> Absolutely
1: hilarious. And then uh, and Spider-Man Far From Home cracks a billion. Yeah. So Sony's got a lot of weight now and Disney's not used to having a company go, no, we can say no. Yeah. We can walk away. In fact, we can laugh. Ha, <laughs> ha, in your face. So, but I do ultimately think that they'll renegotiate. Uh, especially because uh, I think that barring the awkwardness, Spider-Man um, grounded, I guess you could call it. Whatever the fuck they <laughs> want to go now. with, yeah. Uh, I think, or
0: as Tom Holland said, homeless.
1: Yeah, homeless. That's the one I was trying to remember. <laughs> homeless. So Spider Spider-Man homeless. Man, homeless. Uh, it's it's funny enough. They should just keep that. Yeah, like it ties into everything.
0: And he can't everyone, go home because everyone's after he him. He can't
1: go home because everyone uh, knows, or at least believes, he's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which is always kind of funny because like he was a fucking bad guy, the Mysterio guy. Yeah, like he gets outed as a bad guy. But then immediately flips it, and he's like, no, I was a good guy. Vitamix Peter Parker. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, uh. That, I think, I, I, now I don't know if it'll do a billion, per se. But it has a really good shot at doing a billion. Like, I would say... It's a hard call. I would say, like, more so than Captain Marvel 2. This has, some, like, a better shot at doing a, another billion based on the fact that Far From Home did a billion. And Far From Home's a really good Spider-Man movie.
0: How much do you want to bet that he ends up in San Francisco and Venom helps him? I
1: don't want that to happen. I really don't want I that you to going
0: to bet now?
1: I don't want that to happen, even though it probably will. Yeah. But
0: uh, Apparently there is a Tom Holland cut of Venom. He showed up, played Peter Parker in a scene, and Marvel went, nope. Really? Yeah. And they had to cut it. Fuck! Yeah.
1: And they couldn't even release it on an i Who
0: said that? I think it was the cinematographer of Venom said that. No, Tom Holland was there. He shot a scene. He did it. He left. He was just Peter Parker. He wasn't even Spider Man. Oh, and they were shit. like, nope.
1: Oh, yeah. God. It's fucking, fucking Disney. I keep thinking about this Disney shit for so long. Like, when you said that they kept the Fox imprint, my first thoughts were, then why not use the Fox imprint? For your more more adult fare, yeah, like Die Hard. Die Hard is not a PG movie, mm-hmm. okay? The movie lends itself to at least fourteen A, but it should be rated R. Mm-hmm. It should be rated R for language and violence, and like just the adult nature of the subject. Yeah, right. Predator, another one. That's an R movie.
0: Oh yeah, you cannot PG. Well, was Predator? Hang on. So the new Predator PG thirteen. Uh, I think the- it was still R. I think it was still R. Was it? Oh, PG thirteen Alien versus Predator.
1: Yeah, but again.
0: But that again. was a failure.
1: Those were two <laughs> failures. Yeah. The one just didn't fail enough. It, for some reason, they were like, "Yeah, let's do a sequel." Mm-hmm. And then the only people that really get killed are, uh, well, you got aliens' deaths and predator deaths, but then you had a couple of deep douchey human deaths, but they yeah. weren't even that gory. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's an example right there.
0: Predators, aliens, those those yeah. kind of franchises are rated. R-rated. 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 You know? I hate that all my favorite franchises went to Disney. I mean, seriously. <sighs> you can't
1: have a race of alien hunters yeah. that will take the spines and skulls as trophies and then go, eh, PG. 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 We'll uh, do it off screen. We'll make the noises. And then you'll visualize that they're ripping the skull and... Yeah. Uh, spino and then later when we clean them up you'll see yeah. it yeah so you'll go they did
0: it nice and white no blood in sight yeah
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. it'll almost look like it's fake right so <clears throat> anyway so I feel like those are the imprints that you put these other prop like movies in yeah okay because like a movie like Die Hard in PG is not gonna make a billion dollars mm-hmm. okay in fact We'll be lucky if it breaks even at this point because that's a bit of a tainted, uh, well, project. that's why they want
0: to reboot, like it won't have Bruce Willis. It can't. That, uh, what was it year one they were going to do? That's canceled. It has to be that's canceled. <laughs> it has Whether to where they were going to go back and forth.
1: It has to be canceled because even that concept is stupid. That was okay. Pretty stupid. The whole purpose, the whole premise behind John McLean is that he is a regular New York cop. Yeah. Just a regular New York cop. That's all he
0: was not the first one. That's
1: all he was not the second one.
0: And then he started. And then it's all he was not the,
1: the, the third one slowly too. Slowly
0: started to become more terminated. No, no, place.
1: no, 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 no. The distinct switch was four oh. Oh, with he was a, fucking sliding off the side of a goddamn fighter jet
0: with a vengeance. Though there were some scenes in that. Oh, I know the yes. That's why I don't give me that look. I'm
1: giving you this Don't look. Don't
0: give me that look because... I said, I said there was some in
1: With the Okay, what?
0: The tinker part down the sewers where he's like freaking water all over and holding on for his life and lives without a scratch.
1: even without a scratch. He's practically bloody that whole movie.
0: Okay, well he didn't scratch himself more in that scene. Okay, that one, you I'll follow up that up. with,
1: I'll okay. counter that with McLean Luck. Oh, okay. You can't pull a. You can pull one or two McLean Lux in four point mm-hmm. because that is part of the character. This guy gets incredibly lucky. Yes. Okay. Yep. But now I feel like the way they've structured the character is he could be completely naked, strolling through broken glass on the ground while millions of bullets are firing at him, and he might get a nick on his cheek because a bullet missed him, but his feet would be intact.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You wouldn't have the scene where he's like literally talking to Carl Winslow, and saying, hey man, you gotta tell my wife that that's it. While he's picking glass out of his feet, bleeding out, he thinks it's over, you're not gonna have that scene anymore. No. And even if you did, it wouldn't mean anything, because you'd be like, you spent the last 14 movies
0: being bulletproof. I don't give a
1: fuck. So yeah, Die Hard has to be rebooted. Has worst part
0: be. about the reboot is no more Jake Horner, though. That's the worst part.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is the absolute worst part. Yeah. again, like when you see Jay Courtney in other movies where they direct him and he's really good, then you're like he just has to stop picking shitty directors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like really has to stop picking shitty directors. Uh who was the one? Was it Jack Reacher? Yeah, it was, yeah, Jack, it was Reacher. Jack Reacher. Yeah, he yeah. was good in Jack Reacher. Like he played like a stereotype of bad guy, but for some reason he was better in that than I'd seen in most movies. Then you watch Suicide Squad and you're like, where the fuck has this guy been? This guy is great. Mm -hmm. Then you watch Genesis and then you're like, "Uh, could we have a time machine so I can go back to before I watch Genesis (laughs) and never watch
0: Genesis?
1: (laughs) So ultimately, while I do think there's going to be renegotiations, and I think ultimately the renegotiations will become amicable, amicable, Mm -hmm. I believe. I'll side with you on this one. I do think that so they're going to say, okay, well, no, no, no. we. no. Well, first of all, we're going to reference Uncle Ben because yep. we spent the last third movie referencing Uncle Ben. Also, Venom can go on the MCU. We get more characters to use, blah, blah, blah. I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. Especially because the other part that we did not even mention is a lot of this has to do with how well Disney's Marvel movies do in the next Phase 2, okay? Because they... We'll have a handful that I think will do a billion, but I don't think they'll all do a billion. No, nope. no, I don't think I don't think Doctor Strange two is going to do a billion.
0: I don't even know if Black Widow is going to do a billion.
1: Black Widow, Black it, Widow was a tough one too because it's a tough one. I I want it to do a billion, but I also plus feel there's no like, setup
0: for Black Widow. They're going to have to really explain the trailer. It's like because everyone's going to be confused. Why is there a Black Widow movie? She just died.
1: Yeah, yeah, actually Michelle said that, because she's like, did she live?" And I said, no, she died, but this is a prequel, and she went, oh, so we could see how she became, I uh, went, yeah, and she was, like, really into it, so I was like, okay, all right, yeah. but so you're like, right, like, they're going to have be... to show yeah, something. Yeah, but it's going to be something as simple as, like, before she joined the Avengers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is her story. It doesn't have to be anything too overt.
0: That's just it, right? Jeremy Reiter's putting together, like, a Netflix documentary on Black Widow's life. Are you serious? That, that could be the setup for the movie. That would actually, that'd
1: be like that, uh, the fucking setup for the Blair Witch. Yeah. When they did like this docu- mockumentary thing. And yeah. I watched the mockumentary. And, and, and and as I bought, kids, I as bought it. I bought it. I was like, shit, this is crazy. And then yeah. they're like, watch the Blair Witch. And I was like, this is crazy. Then it came out and you're like, oh, it's fake. It's a, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you got to be good. You've got to be real good. Like, I still, remember that, person, that I still remember that documentary, and I was, like, mm-hmm. in. Like, I was hooked. Like, I was, like, because they referenced, like, the of Witch Trials, which I was very familiar with, and they, they talked about all this, and how yep. it was, like, in and around that area, and the, the Blair Witch was the most... Like horrifying of them, and I say, like, oh, like just like, mm, mm, mm. they didn't even make it out alive. Crazy. Mm, mm, mm. I gotta watch this movie,
0: and then it's like it's fake, and you're like, hey, fuck, you guys got me good. I want to yeah. watch
1: the documentary again just
0: because it got me so. I good. don't know if they ever even released that. Maybe it's a special feature on the movie. Probably it should be. What? It should be. So
1: okay, so that's ultimately where I land.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Someone mentioned this online. Yep, and it intrigued me. Sony could technically do a live action Spider now. Yep. they could bring back Toby McClaren and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, they could. They could very well Tom do it. On. They could very well do it. I'm intrigued by that idea. I'm not. You're not? Nope. I don't know. I'm intrigued by that
1: idea. I know a lot of people are. Like, a lot of people and are. And I think
0: maybe it's just like, you know, being a fanboy. I want to see that.
1: That's... And not so much,
0: oh, that's a good story idea. Yeah,
1: like, I actually, I don't know. Because it, it's one of those where... Like, I even read that they could kind of have their cake and eat it, too, where now they could have Miles Morales be the MCU Spider-Man, and then Tom Holland be the Sony Spider-Man, or vice versa, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? Uh,
1: Because I think... Yeah, does Miles fall under that? Because Sony...
0: Well, I mean, Sony used Miles in Sony the Sony owns
1: Miles. Sony owns Miles completely.
0: Anything Spider-related, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, even if it's created today. But
1: I, I think they were using that as sort of like a, like a cross con, like a contract type of thing where they're like, you can use Tom Holland in your MCU, and we'll use Miles Morales in our Sony. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And I was like, even then, even then, uh, it's too confusing mm-hmm. for most people. Like, I, I'd be able to go, okay, that makes sense. You know, the prob- The only drawback is is that I like Holland's Spider-Man so much that I was okay with him being at both sides, especially because he was one of the few outside of the Avengers that was largely the same in his own movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, whereas, like, I, like I've said plenty of times, Doctor Strange, in his own movie, is a terrible, terrible character, even when he's, like, a good guy. And he's learning to be a better person, he's still terrible. Then you see him in like two minutes of Thor Ragnarok, and you're like, Where was this guy? Yeah. You know, yeah. the Russos get a hand on him, and you're like, This guy's awesome. Same with Tony Stark. Tony Stark was the same thing. I remember like I liked him in the first Tony, like the first movie. Yep. And uh I he was a bit of more of a douche in the second movie, but that's kind of the story arc, and you're like, okay, alright. Then as soon as Whedon got him, and it was just like he, came, he became very one-note, and it was hard to believe that he would be the guy that would jump on the live grenade. So even when he did at the end, it was cool and stuff, but it just didn't feel as earned. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Russos get Tony Stark in Infinity War, and all immediately you're like, yeah, I can see this guy being the guy that jumps on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, his whole, like, like even uh, Age of Ultron, he's like, a S.H.I.E.L.D like a suit of armor around the world, you're like, I get it. It just doesn't feel like it should. Yeah. But then in Infinity War, you're like, yeah, okay. Like, I get it. Like, it all makes sense. And I actually like Tony. Like, even in Civil War. Civil War is the first time the Russo's got a a hand on uh, Tony Stark. And immediately, I liked him. I understood where he was coming from. At no point did I hate him for the choices that he made. In fact, I felt for him. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. But I was siding with Cap the entire way, which I thought was genius how they were able to do that. And there's no way that Whedon could have done that. At all. No. Because even if you think about it, all of his characters are one note. Cap, Relic from the Past. So he makes Relic from the Past references. But the Russos get him in Winter Soldier, and you see him got a list of things, trying to keep up to date with things, even like making jokes and stuff like that, and kind of give him a bit of an edge where he's like... uh, Stealing cars, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, Yeah, okay, like he's a fully fleshed out character, right? Then you watch Age of Ultron, and you're like, What the fuck happened? Now he's saying language in the field? What? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Language. The only part that I thought was really cool about Cap in uh Age of Ultron was this scene where like they just got introduced to the miracles and yeah. Maria is like Lamenting about, oh, government making monsters and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, the government making monsters as a, you know, a scientific, using science to create monsters. Huh. Couldn't believe they would do something like that. And you're like, he's burning her up because that's him. Mm-hmm. That's him in a nutshell. He's just like, just because it's another government doesn't yep. make it any less right or wrong. It's look at me, you know. That was one of the few things where I was like, okay, all right. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway. anyway. Anyway.
1: Let's, uh, I don't have anything else to say.
0: I'm, I'm ready for some mutant talk. Some mutations. Mutations. Groovy mutations.
1: Lower mutations. Anyway, first class, X-Men first class, the beginning of the whatever quadrilogy name you want to subscribe to it is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm like one of those prices, right, girls? Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, okay, so yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with my dislikes.
0: We'll just do a big pro con list. Pro
1: con list, just like the last time we did this. Right on, right yep. on, right on. So uh, one of the first things that I dislike, even though it was really well done, was the uh, brother sister relationship of Mystique and Charles Xavier. Right. And part of my problem is, of course, there's really no references to it at any point in time. Even though you pointed out the original trilogy. They don't really ever have any sort of... Interact.
0: There's really no interactions. There's really
1: no interactions. Uh, You did argue that because she worked so uh, closely with Charles in the creation of Cerebro, that's how she was able to use Cerebro ultimately to get in the X Mansion and stuff like that. My counter-argument was Magneto. Because Magneto, they even say in the beginning of the... Like, in the first movie, the first act of the movie, they go, he well, me. he helped me make Cerebro. Yeah. And and at the time, this movie was supposed to be a direct link to those ones. Yeah. That was the... At the time, and I still feel like, even though with the time travel stuff, it is still a partial link to it.
0: It is. But... Because the story would have started the same regardless. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Exactly. It would have right. the same It doesn't really regardless.
0: switch roads until
1: halfway through. That's right. So... So I would still say, no, I don't like the relationship. The relationship doesn't make sense to me, is I guess really what it was. It's almost like, like even if they had structured it so that Charles meets a young Eric Lyncher and the same thing happens, mm-hmm. then they split off, you know, just like even like a school trip or something. He bumps into me, likes me, and they, they yeah. realize they're both mutants. I think I would have liked that a lot better. Because then it actually led, yeah. Has more weight when they meet later on, and he's like, oh, my God, you were the first ever mutant I ever met in my entire life. What's going on with you? And then he's, oh, you're killing Nazis because they killed your fi- That's fucking heavy, man. That is some heavy shit. You know, mm-hmm. like I would still just, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, all right. And and you can still do that will they, won't they thing. Will they or won't they sleep together is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Because they kind of almost got close to that romance thing between Charles and Magneto, too. Yeah. Where, like, if suddenly it went into, like, a gay porn thing, it wouldn't have been completely out of left field. Except for the scenes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fassman would be like, Magboy, what? I'm not going
1: And then uh, they would be like, yeah, but I'm not Stuart, so what the fuck is the difference? Yeah, what's the big difference? Anyway, it's so good. that's ultimately one of the things that I don't like, even though it was well done for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a heads up, you'll notice that that's going to be a theme throughout the rest of the movies, just so you know. The, uh, the other thing I didn't like was the mind-wipe kiss, where he wipes. Right. Where Xavier kisses Moya mctaggart and right. wipes her memory of everything.
2: Yeah.
1: Of all the interactions with the X-Men and stuff like that. Mainly because, and I just thought of this now, uh, because I didn't like it when they did that in Superman. Where Superman kisses Lois and she forgets everything, right? Partly because, so Moira forgets everything, right? Mm -hmm. But Xavier didn't kiss everybody. Right. So everybody in the CIA that signed off on this joint venture with the X-Men to track down Shaw and the Hellfire Club, they forgot too? You notice how they don't reference that part either?
0: Yeah, because there was a few of them alive still.
1: Exactly. They're a lot, not of with,
0: uh, a the, lot of them got cleaned out with Shaw's attack.
1: A lot of them got cleaned out. There's, there, there's right. at least two or three that are still alive that right. we know of. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they got scared into silence because they got to finally, like, I guess it's one thing, like, if you don't really know what mutants are capable of, and then when you finally see that, like, you literally have a mutant that can walk mm-hmm. through walls, then you also have a mutant that can actually change their shape, maybe you might be inclined to shut your fucking mouth. Because I guess you could never know.
0: That that is that is a good point. That is a good point. And I mean, I got nothing really to say. Maybe he hit up the other three through Cerebro later on. And
2: maybe. wiped and then their
0: minds. Wiped their minds. Like took them out on a nice maybe. Game. I don't know. You know. Okay.
1: But uh, I'll give you that one, Chris. Yep, yep, yep. But again, like these are just things that I didn't like. This doesn't make me go this is a shitty movie or anything like that. I'll get to the ones that I think are shitty movies. Uh, Alex Summers being the older brother, but that's just because of the comic. Books. That's just a comic
0: thing, yeah. That's just a
1: comics thing. It's not me like, uh, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. Significantly older. Yeah, like they like don't probably 17, how much
0: older. probably 17, 18 years old.
1: Yeah, we did the math. We were approximated about seventeen eighteen 18 in first class. So then he would be about 30?
0: Mid 30s? Mid 30s. Well, Scott Summers is what, 14 or so yeah. in Apocalypse? Yeah. And we figured probably eighteen years older than that, so yeah, early thirties.
1: Early thirties.
0: Late twenties Ages impeccably, late twenties.
1: Ages impeccable.
0: Yeah, it must be part of the mutant gene because yeah, all of them look yeah. really great. None of them age. Yeah,
1: like you think that they would. Yeah, you know, and I'm not even going to play that card where how is it possible for McAvoy to age into Stewart? I'm not going to play that card because okay, it's movies. I'm fine with it.
0: Well. <laughs> I did see someone put a side by side of Fazbender and McAllen, mm-hmm. saying 1993, 2000. He aged horribly in those seven years. That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> well, and that's and that's very much true. Yeah. All of them would have aged like that. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Scott like, Summers. Whoa. Scott Summers is like a 19 year old kid. Yeah. Now he's like a 34 year old man in <laughs> 2000. <laughs> So, like in uh,
0: eight years, puberty hit me hard. It hit really hard.
1: <laughs> but it hits all of them really hard, yeah. right? Okay, because then, uh, like, if we use the new timeline and reference the old timeline, and Fabka Johnson or Sophie Turner ages into Fabka Johnson, and yeah.
0: my eyes turn brown.
1: Yeah, everything about my appearance has changed except for my red yeah. hair. That's I'm the only thing that Huge have in
0: shoot. a plastic surgery, yeah. Also, I'm taller. Like, probably a good foot taller.
1: Wait, Femke Jansen's into plastic surgery?
0: No, well, she is now, I think. Yeah, she is. I saw a recent interview with her and I was like, oh, Femke. (laughs) Why'd you touch that beautiful face? I do the same thing. (laughs) I'm always just
1: like, oh, really? You felt you had to do that?
0: Yeah. Uh. You're so gorgeous. And, I mean, you still are, I guess. No,
1: that's right. Uh, Was it taken three? I started to notice. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. I keep forgetting she was in the Taken movies.
1: I, I remember Taken 3, and I remember just being like, oh.
0: Mm.
1: But I think when uh, Taken 3 hit, I think she had like
0: just done something. Just. Because she still looked pretty normal in the age of future end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a recent development.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows what we're going to do when we get older, right? I, I probably won't do that. I like to think that I wouldn't do anything like that, but you never know. I might decide to get hair plugs. We don't know.
0: Uh well, okay. I, I, might, I might I might I, know, I got I a hope. lot of hair on my back that could get transferred. Pretty sure your wife
1: would be like, Yeah, do that. <laughs> do fact, that.
0: Whatever you could do to do get that. rid of that, that'd be great. Just curly back hair patch in the top of my head right here. She'd probably just be like, If you just get rid of the, the hair
1: itself, I don't even yeah. really
0: care where you put it. Just just do something with it.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna get it waxed before we go on our Florida trip.
1: Maybe you should just continuously get it waxed.
0: It hurts, though. Yeah. You know what? James Ooh. damaged me mentally and physically when he waxed my back when I was a teenager. Yeah, well. Do you remember that story? I do. remember the story? He <laughs> put the wax in the microwave for like five minutes and then immediately dumped it on me. Oh, yeah. Melted my flesh. Oh, yeah. And then waxes the burn. Like, for fuck. Oh,
1: the worst part is because you're like, yeah, this is supposed to hurt. So, yeah. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: And then
1: you're like, oh, it's not supposed to hurt that much. Oh. Mm-hmm. You don't take flesh with the hair?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. And I also don't get third degree burns. James, you and I gotta talk.
0: Flesh gone. Let's just, there's some meat there. Let's wax the meat. I want a
1: refund. Okay. So those are my dislikes. And then I guess I'll get to my likes and then I guess we'll get to you. Okay.
0: I don't have many dislikes. I I mean, I love this movie. I, I, I love this movie. Do
2: you have any dislikes, I guess? Um...
0: For this one, honestly. No. I don't have any dislike for first class. I, I love the way it played out. I didn't mind the whole Mystique Charles thing. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoyed all the new mutants, you know, they weren't really fleshed out. But that's usually how the X-Men movies are. The Plus just because is they killed so them. So huge
1: they killed them immediately. Yeah. They so... give you that one quick scene of them flashing themselves out
0: with their powers and then
1: immediately <laughs> kills them right <laughs> after that.
0: Oh, my negative is January Jones' Emma Frost. That's the only minus I have for this movie. I
1: forgot, because it's movie not movie horror, but I
0: agree. I I, I love Damry Jones yes. in pretty much everything. Yes. But I feel like here, even though she looks like Emma Frost, yes. like appearance-wise, perfect cast. Yes. She wasn't feeling it or something. She did not want to be there. Nope. We I like it was just to a, rehash what we throw performance. I
1: guarantee that she did not want to do this movie, yeah. but her agent was like, You gotta do this movie. Yeah. Superheroes are great. You'll make a shit ton of money and it's awesome. So she said, fine, fuck it. I'll yeah. do it. <clears throat> and she's terrible in this movie. Part of it is the writing too. Yeah. Part of it is the direction as well. <clears throat> but if you, look at, if you look at Kevin Bacon and Shaw. He looked at it like, uh, I'll just have fun with this movie. Yeah. I'll just have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And he did. He looked like he had fun. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I didn't like. I didn't like that Shaw made the uh, the Magneto helmet.
0: Oh, Yeah. and that didn't bug me. Yeah, no, of course he love you. No, because, though, I said he had a telepath with him.
1: Yeah, no, your he argument is fine. Your detested. argument is
0: fine. What would it be made out of, though? I
1: don't fucking know. Possibly. Maybe. Or Carbonanium, which is what can be be mega, rate, uh, mega Red was made. His tendrils made Yeah, because if it was animanium,
0: then Professor X wouldn't be able to read Logan's mind, so... Yeah, very much so. I don't know what it's made out of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's just... But that's one of those minor gripe type of things. Because, like, I like the idea that because Magneto worked with Charles on creating Cerebro... Yep. Yeah. You know, which is another reason why I'm, like... I don't buy the Mystique relationship. But I do buy that... Charles, or Magneto would be like, this is everything you need to know about Cerebro Mystique, mm-hmm. so get in there, right? But I like the idea that he took what he learned from Cerebro to make the helmet, and then basically go... Ha <laughs> ha Charles, fuck you.
2: Right. He ain't okay. Getting in here. Okay. I yeah. get
1: that part. I like that part. It just seems to make more sense for the character too that he'd be able to do that. Why? Because he's also the master of magnetism. Mm. It'd be easy for him to make something like that, right? It's gonna be
0: plastic with chrome paint for all we know.
1: That's true. That is true. <laughs> Except that we yeah. see him He can't see through Legos. But we do see him move the helmet onto his head. Right. Can you do that with chrome paint? Is there enough? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to check um, on that. There was another thing that I didn't like. Uh, I I
2: think that's it. Yeah. I, that's
0: I, pretty much it. The I stuff loved, that I did like. I love... Okay, well, Brian yeah. did worked work on the story. Yep. Matthew Vaughn did the directing. Yep. Matthew Bond wanted to do an X-Men movie since Last Stand. He was the original Last Stand director. Yep. Which, by, that, by the dropout. Yeah, so, that's a
2: shame. What did you love- do in lieu of that? Um...
0: Did he want it? No, I think that wasn't wanted.
2: No, well, no, because he, he wanted.
0: Want it. No. What did he do? Oh, he just Stardust. He was doing Stardust at the time.
2: Okay.
1: That's fair enough. So it was around the same yeah, time. Fair enough.
0: So, but I love how influenced uh, by Grant Morrison's new X-Men film is.
1: In terms of the visual, like their costumes? Yeah, lots of
0: stuff, right? I mean, costumes, yeah. Um, Emma Frost, with the diamond skin.
1: Which, while I, like, like I said, like I don't like... I don't like the way they designed it as carrots, yeah, as opposed to just being like sheets, like almost like just diamond skin, mm-hmm. and just kind of looking like uh, <laughs> like Iceman, for instance, but I think that's probably why they didn't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, but oh, I did like that they included that, even though it made no sense.
0: Angel, she's in there. That's Angel's a, in there. That's a new... I'm, I was half expecting Lucy Zorn with all these new... Iceman yeah,
1: but, but I was going to say, the one of the things, so it's like, like they introduced these characters, like Angel I didn't think really needed was, to be in there was Darwin
0: from Morrison's Room too?
1: No. Darwin's actually uh I think he's a new mutants character.
0: Is he? Okay. He
1: might have been a new mutants character.
0: Uh Nicholas Holt's beast was very cat like in this. Yeah. Totally from That's to X-Men. right. That's right. That's Though right. Though I did not like the way he looked in this. He was too stiff.
1: Yeah, I I agree. He's I did too not stiff. I wasn't a big fan of him. I didn't like how his beast didn't want to be beast type of thing. Or like he had the ability to change back and forth. I didn't like that one. Because again, if we're looking at this as a tie, the only way that it would make me happy about it would have been like if by the end of one of these movies, he makes the conscious choice to be beast, period. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you can tie him up into the Kelsey Grammer character. Because Kelsey Grammer's beast Hinted that he had previously worked with the X Men yeah. to some degree, so you could have had him be the spoiler alert headmaster by the end of the quadrilogy. Yeah, you know. But again, uh, I'll touch upon that. Actually, yeah, I'll say that for for uh, Dark Phoenix. But yeah, so just one of those things. Just and that's another one that across the board. You're going to see me go. I didn't like that he still kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. I
0: liked. But again, like you mentioned before on that episode that never happened. He's a pretty guy.
1: I understand why they... They it.
0: want to show the pretty I guy. I understand why they... Same did. with Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Yeah, and get it completely like... I bet
0: you Rebecca Remains like, what the fuck? She spent 50% out of makeup? I had to yeah. do all of makeup! I was in makeup... <laughs> I was out of makeup
1: for three whole minutes across yeah. the entire franchise. I had to
0: get cured to not be in blue makeup.
1: The scene in X2, where she backs on... 2 yeah. So yeah. I hit three minutes total. Yeah, probably three minutes total. <laughs> across three movies. Yeah. She got to look like <laughs> Ro- Rebecca Romaine, yeah. right? But I understand why. You're right. Like, mm. Because it's Nicholas Holt, because he's a, an attractive dude, they were like, <laughs> fuck that yeah. shit. Is he going to look yeah. like a beast? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: No. We're paying for that face. We're not no. putting blue fur on it.
1: But I did like that uh, he became the beast because he was trying to cure his, his uh, yeah. mutants. His, uh, well, his the gene, right? Right. Because it's very much like in the comic books where he literally just looked like a fucking football player mm-hmm. who just also happened to have, like, ape hands for feet. Yeah. And then, I think it was the same thing. He was trying to cure his uh, his mutant gene and then ends up making it worse. But I always saw, he was always one of my favorite characters because he just kind of went, okay, well. I'm I'm this now. Mm-hmm. And then tried to make the best of it. And I always thought that, that was kind of kind of cool. And I wish we could have saw something like this. Yeah. But other than that, like, I mean, the casting is phenomenal. That's one thing I'll say. The casting is phenomenal. Except for January Jones, like we had just mentioned. Shaw I mean, was great.
0: Um, her casting would have been phenomenal, too, if she would have just put the effort.
1: Yeah. Or, you know what? Because I
0: look at her. I look at her there, and that looks like John Cassidy's art of Emma Frost. Yeah, it's
1: it's Like, very, that's, yeah, like, it's that's Emma close, Frost. Close, yeah. like. like, in terms of visual casting, they did a fantastic job. Yeah. You know? Um, I like that Mora was re-envisioned as a CIA agent. Loved it. And wasn't, like, a biologist like she was in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Or is in the comic books, I guess, technically, whatever yeah. she is now. Um, but I thought that that was really cool, and I liked how she was investigating the Hellfire Club and inadvertently stumbles upon mutants. Yeah, and then very cool introduction upon for her. Professor X and the X Men, and they have that joint effort with the CIA. Which Plus, is, it's like, Rose
0: Byrne. I always love her. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like Rose Byrne is just great. Like I remember when I first saw her in Get Him to the Greek. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, I was like, "This is she's first of all she's gorgeous." Yeah. But she's not. I don't think she's gorgeous in the sense that like she's like drop dead or anything like that. There's just something about her which I feel, elevates her look, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, right away when I started getting into the Greek, I was like, okay, so she's got a really funny thing, and she's in Bridesmaids, and I was like, oh, okay, so mm-hmm. you sort of see her more and more things. Now you see her in this, and she's doing, like, an actual serious role. She's doing really great. She's actually a really good actress. Oh, yeah. Who should do more than just comedies, I Fantastic. Like. She was, uh... I mean, I'm not saying she just does comedies she's
0: great at these oh yeah, yeah
1: movies yeah no I have uh, like, I've heard nothing but good things
0: I love those they're like today's greatest movies
1: yeah that's that's yeah. what I've heard but I like that that that's the uh the thing they're going with I referenced it earlier but I love the uh, relationship between Charles and uh, Eric because that's one of those great things movie. where you have to land
0: that part because that was the thing the big thing with the recast right was Patrick Stewart and McAllen are friends in real life. They have the amazing chemistry. chemistry. The chemistry
1: is off the charts. How are
0: you going to duplicate that with a younger cast? Yeah, and somehow who
1: aren't like friends in real yeah, life. Somehow, but, yeah,
0: somehow James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender nailed it.
1: I wouldn't say somehow because again, like we're talking about well, I mean, two great actors.
0: I don't think they—they're probably friends now. But at the I, start, say, yeah. I don't think say aren't. They're definitely friends were. now.
1: They're definitely friends now. But at the beginning, maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's just one of those like holy fuck. Yeah. Um, so that's really great. I liked that Magneto is the reason why Xavier can't walk. Like he bends the bullet into him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was visually cool. Um, but also just one of those, like, cause you, you go, well, how did he get like that? Like, how is it that he can't use his legs? Right. Yeah. Um, and especially cause leading up to that, you got to see a side of Charles Xavier where he's, he's kind of a cat. He's kind of like, uh, using his powers to bang women. Yeah. And I say kind of. What I mean is, he's definitely doing that. He is definitely one hundred percent reading
0: chicks' minds. It's a groovy minds, mutation. Re- reading <laughs> chicks'
1: minds to bang them, and I think it's kind of funny that like uh, Mystique is cock blocking him in those regards. Yeah, which I think it's kind of funny because you're like, it makes sense that she'd be like, "Okay, buddy, like you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. This isn't really fair." Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Mutation's groovy. Mm-hmm.
0: What the fuck? Like you know. Like Austin Powers. Yeah, so.
1: And I also kind of like to see him start to become closer to the Eric, or the Xavier that we, we all know and love.
0: Yeah, he's got quite the uh, character arc. <clears throat> you these, know. The beginnings.
1: Um, especially because, like, the hard part is, is again, like, this is like, These characters are right up there with Spider-Man in the Mm -hmm. sense that, like, I grew up loving these characters: Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, the X-Men. Those are the ones that I grew up. And of course, with Spider-Man and or uh, Batman, it's always the Splinter characters. Captain America is like one of my favorite characters now, okay. But it took the first Avenger for me to really be like, yeah, he's one of my favorite heroes. Mm -hmm. But up until then, it was those core. Same with Daredevil. Daredevil is one of my favorites, but that was after I had to read Man of. Man Without Fear. I had to read that. Yep. But then, you know, you get to the TV show, which is why I'm wearing red, to be honest. I am tying it up with the uh, Robin Watch.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Just
1: for continuity's sake.
0: Because you don't have a Daredevil watch in your collection.
1: Because yeah. I don't. Uh, but, yeah, because I'm, I'm on uh, episode five of season two now of Daredevil again.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, the show is amazing. Make it gets so fucking good. But now he's, like, one of my favorite heroes, but because of that show, right? So So it's hard... To watch movies like this and not feel proprietary, yeah, you know, because then you're like, ah, yeah, I don't. Uh, what are you doing? Like, luckily for them, most of these characters that they kept are ones that have grown up with and love and stuff like that. But uh, there is a bit of weariness with one particular character that I, I found as I rewatched this. That I got to a point where I was like. Okay, but I'll save that for a little bit later in the run. Uh, okay. Overall, overall, despite likes and dislikes, I really like this movie. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, the I changes it, that they did to the mythos work uh, for the most part. It's
0: tons of fun. I love the music. I love the 60s setting. Um, great set pieces in this, like the submarine, the whole... The first shot of the sub where the where Eric's getting yes. pulled underwater and then later on where he pulls the fucking sub right out of the like, water. Because like Charles
1: helps him to get stronger. yeah, And then so it goes from that scene where he's almost... Because I forgot to mention, one of my favorite parts about this whole movie is Eric uh, pulling a Hannibal Rising and he's now going after the Nazis that killed his family. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why he is going after Shaw because Shaw killed his mom. Yeah. Okay? And not only did Shaw kill his mom, but... Eric couldn't kill him
2: mm-hmm.
1: when he was a kid, so I thought, okay, that's a really great storyline, like a backstory for uh, for Magneto. And yeah. then the way he kills these Nazis, like in that bar, oh, in Brazil, all the yeah, just incredible. But even the fact that like he's using the coin that uh, killed his mom in the first place, right? He's using that as a strength. Type of thing. Yeah, that friggin' Nazi coin. The Nazi coin, but then, like, so it gets to that, so Shaw's on this submarine, and he's descending, and Magneto is trying to stop him from descending, and he's actually gonna drown because he's getting pulled with it. Xavier later helps him, and then helps him get stronger. Yeah. So now, when he takes that submarine out of the fucking water, it's incredibly epic as a visual, Yeah. but it's also incredibly epic from a character standpoint, because you're like, holy
2: Fuck.
1: Yeah. You know? And the whole fight scene in the submarine is great because, like, whatever material that the helmet was made out of, they mass produced to get the
0: whole room to be made out of. And mm-hmm. then as the
1: cracks start to show, that's where Charles can get in. And then that's where he ultimately helps. And they, oh, man, like.
0: The coin slowly going through oh.
1: Sebastian's head. Oh, Just like, like
0: watching it go in and then. A little bit of blood at the back. Yeah, and the coin comes out.
1: I was like, Oof, "That is fucking
0: crazy cool." Like that, that is badass. You know, like that so. Is badass.
1: Yeah, it might seem like there's a lot of dislikes. That whole
0: final thing on the island was just awesome.
1: It was. It was absolutely yeah. awesome. It was so awesome. Plus, they had the bitch in like blue and white yellow suits. Yeah, which uh, always reminded me of uh, the uh, Shadow King Run in the early '90s. Because when I first started reading x-men comic books the first comic i got was uh it was the shadow king uh, Master or whatever what the fuck it was yeah. called and so you had i was int- like I, I knew who wolverine was but i was introduced to uh jubilee and gambit and they were wearing those yellow and blue suits mm-hmm. and i was like whoa that's so weird and then of course the x-men run with jim lee i was like okay, they're in the costumes that I recognize and yep. stuff like that. Some of them were updated and this looks really cool but it was just one of those like, whoa, what is happening here? So to see that and also kind of be like uh, Morrison influenced with the suit design, I was like, oh, okay, this looks really, really cool. So overall, yeah. like it's a great X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely great X-Men yeah. movie. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of really cool stuff that they did. Uh, so much so that, like I said, like the dislikes don't kill the movie for me.
0: Like great uh, Hugh Jackman cameo?
1: That's my favorite or go you, fuck yourself
0: go, go fuck yourself and that was it that's, that was it
1: and that, they didn't that was even going the forward. They, they just went okay yeah they were, they were like are you sure they were like talk to this guy later yeah. but again we'll see you around it's certain things like this though that like later when I watch these movies or when I reference the originals I'm like yeah but like uh wouldn't Xavier recognize him but
0: mm-hmm. well, he does in Days of Future
1: Past in Days of Future Past he does yeah
0: which is the next movie
1: yeah but that's a retroactive thing they retroactively did that. Okay. I'm talking about the original
0: trilogy. The original trilogy.
1: Yeah. They do it they they do okay. enough of those links where yeah. it's like You know, and even because if you go, Yeah, but like that's a different timeline because the Days of Future Past. it's like, well you could say that, but Days of Future Past follows into the X-Men 2000 and then beyond. So like it
2: That's I got nothing.
1: that's their circle, right? I got nothing. It's so it's times like that where they do those things where I go, Okay, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, but overall, great movie. Enjoy it.
0: Great movie. Speaking
1: of Days of Future Past,
0: Days of Future Past. Yeah. Hey, look at
1: that. Hey.
0: Also, Road Cut. Yes. Hey. Which I had yet
1: to since. Hey. <laughs> but after you told me about it, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to rewatch the movie because I just watched it.
0: So. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. You don't have to rewatch it. Just I just fast forward. Even if you go to the scene selections, it probably shows you where it kicks. Yeah. Oh, more than likely. Yeah. But um. Days of Future Pass. Brian Singer's return to the franchise.
1: Yep. Yep. You could tell. You could yep. tell. Not to say that Matthew Vaughn is not a capable director, but Singer's got his own style. Yep. Uh, and it's a style that surprisingly works really well with the X Men universe. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it is because, like, uh, like he had made his name with usual suspects, and then what do you do in between? Ask
0: people. F- That's people. right. And I
1: think that was it. Yeah, it was at the Pupil, and that got a lot of rave reviews. Plus, he worked with Ian McKellen. Yep. Uh, and then from there, it was the X-Men movies. Uh, but he does have his own distinct style. Like, even so, like, when I was watching uh, Valkyrie, and I was like, you know, if I didn't know it was a Brian Singer movie, when I was familiar with his work, mm-hmm. I would go,
2: yeah, that's Brian Singer. You yep.
1: could tell. But anyway, um, so he comes back. A couple of things that I have to re- rejigger for my dislikes.
0: Rejigger away. Yeah,
1: for one, one of my dislikes was Frost is never mentioned again. She is, but not overtly.
0: No, if you if you if you look away during that. Scene, yeah,
1: it's one of those like it's, it's on scene of deceased mutants.
0: Yeah, Mystique pretends that she is Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Goes into his Task, office. Uh, Trask. Trask goes yeah. into his office, pulls out the file like all deceased. Yeah. You didn't say he was testing on that they're or not. using
1: to uh And that's when we find out that signals. Emma's dead Yeah
0: Um what's his name? Uh Azazel is dead, yeah. Angel's dead, yeah. Banshee's dead Yeah he
1: tested on all four of those. Yeah, exactly. So like while I was gonna say like I didn't say this in the, in the first class stuff, I liked that at the end of first class, uh she like uh Emma joins up with uh uh, Magneto. Magneto Yeah, but that was great I was like okay alright because essentially she's she's attaching herself to strong mutants mm-hmm. so she attached herself to Shaw because he's a strong mutant he gets killed by Magneto so she goes oh okay and then of course because Magneto is all about uh, the mutants shall inherit the earth and fuck everyone else which is a character trait that they don't do enough of with this trilogy which is another reason why like yeah Tying into it yeah. doesn't always work, especially, like, up until this point. After this, with the other two movies, it's a different timeline. So, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm okay. Like, it's a little bit more acceptable in that sense, especially because after we've already done this. So, you've kind of changed my mind a bit here. So, I, I agree, yeah, there's aspects where I can go, okay, all right. But up until this point, because this is explicitly stated, two things. One, part of this character ends up being Ian McKellen.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
1: other part is the new version. Yeah. The stuff that's supposed to lead into Ian McKellen, especially because of this here, um, he would be more of a, no, 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 no. We're mutants. Yeah. We are homo sapiens, super- no, homo superior for a reason. I don't give a fuck, right? But it, So it makes sense that Frost would be like, yep, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that it's one of those like, and this is I guess lends credence to us thinking that January Jones never wanted to do this movie in the first place because she doesn't even get like an actual death suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she gets a oh no, Ridden she's out. dead.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, did you blink and you missed that? She's oh gone. well she's gone. just so you know she's dead.
0: It's unfortunate they kill Banshee though, because I really liked him in first. Yeah, class.
1: I agree, I agree, especially because he's a long tenured character mm-hmm. that took a long time for him to get killed off and then i think they brought him back again but most likely
2: still it was
1: just one of those plus i always i liked his visual like when jim lee drew him and like he was uh well he's like jim lee character so he's you know six foot four Mm -hmm. 220 pounds of muscle but he just looked cool with his uh you know uh green and yellow outfit for some reason colors that don't normally work for a hero but Mm -hmm. you
0: know he rocked them
1: yeah yeah Plus, they always uh, they always wrote him with an Irish accent. Yeah. So even if you didn't know he was Irish, you would know that he's not English, like American, because of the way they wrote him. But you catch things like "Mi Boyo" and you're like, I think he might be Irish.
0: I yeah, think... they didn't touch on that, right? He he was very American. In
1: well, then again, Emma Frost was very
0: American. And, she was not British. So was Marmitegger.
1: And yeah, she wasn't even Scottish. No. Or I think she's yeah, she's Scottish.
0: She's Scottish. And they
1: don't do that with her. They don't even give her a British accent, which I think is what her normal tongue is. Yeah. You know, so it's aspects like that where I kind of go, because
0: uh, it... But again, that's only stuff that's really going to bug the comic fans, right? Uh,
1: yeah, but at the same time, I mean, that's an easy way to include a ton of people.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, instead of basically basically saying that for the most part, aside from Charles Xavier and uh, Magneto, mutants are American. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, or Canadian. Or Canadian,
1: yeah. <laughs> but like, especially with uh, Magneto, if you didn't know that he was, like if they didn't reference the uh, Polish refugee stuff, you would never know. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't really speak with an accent or anything like that. Yeah, You just, you would almost assume yeah. he's American. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I like, too, like, Baz Bender in this he had to switch up the way he talked as Medito. Because Ian McKellen was in it with him. That's true. So, like, in the first class, he did his own thing. Yep. Here, he changed his voice a bit to sound more like McKellen. He had to. He you had know, to. He had to. And I thought, and I think but that was
1: smart, though, that they did that.
0: And it's really good, too. Like, the plane scene. Yes. Where he's freaking out and the plane's just caving in and stuff. Yep. Like, I was like... It sounds kind of McKellenish.
1: Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was I liked that. Uh, I didn't like... You know what? Oh, I'll just go through all my...
0: Go, go through this one. Uh, so I
1: didn't like that Mystique ends up becoming Striker at the end of the movie and then picking up Wolverine and A, because immediately I was like, well, what happens now? And yeah. then they don't reference it ever again.
0: They don't. They don't. And that that bugged me, too, just because of where we see Wolverine in Apocalypse. If it was the real Striker, we would have understood why he's where he's at in Apocalypse.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It would make sense because it makes no sense that Mystique, as Striker would then take him to uh, the Weapon X program. Yeah. Right? Even though, if you watch the Origins, the way that they tell of the Weapon X program is different than how they talk about it in Apocalypse. Because in Apocalypse, they do it like it is in the comic books. Mm -hmm. Like... He's constantly being brainwashed so that he can do he can be their weapon, and then eventually, even though Gene helps him, but eventually he heals his brain. Yeah. His brain just resets itself because it's like we can't do this anymore. Yeah. So we got to reset everything, heal. So you don't remember fuck all. That's it. Right. <clears throat> Start from scratch. Go from there. Right. Um, but yeah. So like and the and the worst part is is it's never referenced again in either timeline. And this is where I was saying, like, part of the problem with Apocalypse, even though I really like it, Apocalypse is saying, like, yeah, we're trying to reference movies in a different timeline and make it seem like it isn't. But I guess you could say that because it's a different timeline, that's why they have it closer to the comic books for yeah. the Alkali Lake stuff. Yeah, I guess you could argue that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I go, okay, yeah, I can see that. But it just felt like, and I love Apocalypse. But it felt like they were just trying to have their cake and eat it too by saying, No, 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 I know, I know we're re- distancing ourselves from the mm-hmm. original trilogy, but we're still pretty close to Wolverine. Remember him? He's cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that part, I didn't I didn't like the that there was really no explanation of Kitty Pride being able to phase people through time. It's just she just does it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Grant Morrison did later stage.
0: Second mutations. Second
1: mutations, that's what it was. And with Beast and
0: with Emma Frost. It's been enough time between last stand and this where maybe.
1: And you could argue that, but again, say it. Yeah. Just say it. By the way, I've been able to face people through time. I don't know how I can do it either. I can just do it. Simple as that. I don't even need to know how she does it. She Mm -hmm. just figured out that she could do it. Mm -hmm. And then even having Xavier just feel like we've been noticing, you know, second stage mutations. Yeah. Like even when he bumps into uh, any one of these other mutants. Like Bobby, for instance, you could be like, have you experienced any second stage mutations or something to that effect? You know? I don't need everything laid out, but I, at the same time, you can't just do stuff for the sake of doing it, right? But anyway, so I didn't like that, even though it was really cool. It's, and it was cool to have her in it and have her have a part to be in this movie. I think
0: that was the thing, too. Like, I think a lot of it was Ellen Cage coming back meant she had to have a role that meant something.
1: Yeah, exactly, and especially because Which they understandable, didn't cut her scenes like at all. At all. But they cut entirely Rogue scenes.
0: Rogue was cut out completely.
1: Like, I remember when I heard that, and I was like, oh, wow, she came back, too. And then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, all her scenes were cut. And I was like, then what the fuck was the point? Yeah. What was the point?
0: I'd be pretty annoyed.
1: And they cut it for time. And it's not like, because we did this. It was 11 minutes. 11 minutes
0: extra. By doing the Rogue cut, it's only 11 minutes longer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do the Rogue cut. So
1: what else did I not like? I didn't like that the ending suggests a link to the original trilogy, but that was before we talked about it. And it makes sense because this is a cap on the original trilogy. But, and a part of it was that like I, I, cause you had mentioned that, okay, but now we diverge. So one is an ending. Yeah. So the 2023 timeline happens as it should,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but their sense of time travel is by creating a different timeline. Yeah. And then this timeline is where the new stories take place. Yeah, so we so now I'm like, okay, all yeah. right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Because you're right. Because we have four timelines. we got the Deadpool timeline. we got the Logan timeline. Um, yeah,
0: Logan would be a continuation at the end of this. That's
1: right. Yeah, uh, so uh, right. this uh, so X Men and Logan The original timeline.
0: trilogy is it's in, in its yeah. own timeline now. That would have ended the way this That's right. starts. That's
1: right. Then you've got after this, you got the Apocalypse Stark Phoenix timeline. Yeah. Oh uh, no! Was the fourth one again?
0: There's uh, okay, so there's the original, and then it branches off into the 2000 and the Apocalypse. So it's one, two, and then it goes.
1: Well, the original can't diverge at Apocalypse it diverges at Days of Future Past.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it continues into a bump. That's where that
1: Yeah, yeah, goes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so first class so timeline yeah. diverges from Days of Future Past. Right. So that at one point, it'll lead into the 2000, Wolver- uh, 2000 X-Men. Yeah. Then Logan. Yeah. And then the ending of 2023, that period there. Right. And then you're right, it, it dovetails into the Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. That's right. So
0: then? So then, two thousand would have continued in its own timeline, right? How did we do it? How did we do I it in, in that episode it. that no one saw? Hmm.
2: I don't remember how you did it. Hmm.
0: All the we- Anyways, there's a shit ton of timelines. <clears throat> <laughs> um, but I get that as a comic fan, the regular viewer is just gonna be really fucking confused.
2: Yeah.
0: As you mentioned, Michelle was kinda of like questioning things, right?
2: Yeah. And I yeah, exactly.
0: know Adrian did too. So.
1: And uh, but luckily like it got to a point where I've said enough times where like uh like especially because you watch X-Men last stand, yeah, and then you watch X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Or you watch X-Men two and X-Men Apocalypse, and then you're just like, Wait, so they met them before? And then she's like, Oh yeah, that's like right, different timelines. Then she goes Okay. All right. So it doesn't like mean she likes any of these movies any less or any more. It's just that extra little bit of, oh, right. Right. So it's like, okay, so uh, what else, what else, what else? Yeah. So at least we can confirm at least three different timelines. So now it's like, okay, all right. As long as you can go from there. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, What did I like? Again, the cast I thought was absolutely incredible. Great cast. Everybody's firing at all cylinders. They brought
0: everybody back from both series. Nobody
1: feels like they're just phoning it in because they no longer want to be in these movies, which Mm -hmm. becomes prevalent later on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Almost immediately, actually, after this movie. Um, The costume, the future costumes, the characters, the ones that they use, like Blank and Bishop, even just the older versions of these characters I thought looked amazing.
0: And the costumes as a whole are really
1: great. Yeah, generally the costumes as a whole are really, really, really
0: great. I really mean, cool. you got a little bit of blue and yellow in Wolverine this time around.
1: Yeah, but the you also got brown. The nice. like, actual fucking costume. Yeah. You know? And again, like, just once I'd like to see him wear the mask, but I'm okay with him never wearing the mask. Yeah. Like, even in the new, uh, new X-Men for Marvel and Disney or whatever... If he never
0: wears the mask, I'll be okay with it. He'll wear the mask, and then he'll not wear the mask for the rest of it.
1: That's... But, uh, again, at it's this point... It's kind of the
0: thing, right? Like, Captain I America... I think at this...
1: But, again, like, with Cap and Iron Man...
0: Like, Thor, he wore the he wore the helmet. Like, well, what, Thor
1: wearing once? the helmet for, like, the first scene, and once? it never again actually still makes me mad. Because yeah. it looked really good. It looked great. Like, instead of looking goofy, it yeah. looked cool. It also helped make him look like a fucking warrior badass yep. that he should have. Um, and especially because it's all open.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like,
1: they, I mean, they include a, a, a version of it in Ragnarok.
0: You, during, the, the battle, oh, during the battle. During oh, the battle scene. The arena, because yeah. it's all
1: open-faced, he could be wearing it and never, ever have to worry about taking it off to emote. Because I understand that's why they do a lot of that. Yeah. Like, Iron Man and Spider-Man demasking for emotion scenes are fine, I get that, I understand that. Because in comic books, you can emote with like, different eyes and, and stuff like that. Cap, uh, same thing, because it's a helmet, which I love that they made it a helmet. Mm-hmm. I love that they made it a helmet. It makes sense that there would be times where he's taking it off because he's just like, fuck, oh, man, like, I just gotta get out of this thing. Yeah, you know. Um, and it also helps him emote, right? Mm-hmm. But like, uh, what was it, Civil War? Civil War, that end sequence... He never takes it off until after. I don't think he takes it off at all, in fact. No. He he keeps it on, and yet you still feel the emotion.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: Um, But yeah, so I actually feel like if if they're going to do that, then don't make them wear the helmet, you know? Mm -hmm. Or the the mask, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, And again, because a lot of the characters we're talking about aren't concerned, they don't need to be concerned with the secret identity. Spider-Man bugs me because well he's still a kid he's still it's still a part of his identity that he's he's trying to hide it yeah so then when he strolls into a a compound with shield agents without his mask on i'm like i feel like he should be keeping it on and i feel like it's sloppy that fury would be like no no no, it's cool everybody knows who you are
0: (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. totally cool Take it off.
1: But they all work for me. Yeah. And nobody ever Everyone infiltrates Sheer.
0: Everyone here is cheer. trustworthy.
1: Nobody has ever, ever infiltrated Sheer. This Quentin
0: guy that I met 24 hours ago, totally trustworthy. Show him your identity. Yeah. Do it. Yeah.
1: Although I I think it's kind of funny, though. He gets so mad at Peter for giving him the glasses. But it's like,
0: you trusted him too, motherfucker. Yeah.
1: You trusted him too with my identity. Yeah. So between that and the fact that I thought he was cool, I gave him the glasses. I thought it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. But okay, before we get, uh, Quicksilver jailbreak scene.
0: Oh, so good, so good.
1: Absolute highlight of the movie for
0: me. Yeah, so the way it's shot, incredible. It's just entertaining. It's funny as hell. Just the way he's setting stuff. And it
1: makes perfect sense. Like I said in the previously recorded video, it was one of those things where I've always kind of wanted to see that because I always pictured like a superhero battle scene between, say, Superman and Zod, where. Humans are looking at it, and all they see are blue and black streaks in the air. Yeah. and they're feeling the ramifications, but they're barely making anything out because these guys are super fast. And then when you cut to them, they're fighting. In, they're fighting in real speed, but everything else is almost frozen in slow mo because they're fighting so fast that you'd yeah. be like, "Holy fuck!" So, like when I saw stuff like this in uh, in this scene in particular, I was like. That's how we're going to see su- uh, like super fast scenes moving forward. The Flash TV show is very much into yep. that, where they do a lot of, like, um, they do it where he's also moving a bit slower, so you can see it better, Yeah. but yeah. they do show you aspects where it's all fast, and everyone else is moving so slow, and you're like, yeah, it makes perfect sense that that's how it happened. So that was incredible, incredibly choreographed, smart all the way through,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, it's just so good. Uh yeah, I can't say enough about it, especially like I, I mentioned the cast, but the this guy, the, who they got for Quicksilver, Evan Peters, or Peter, sorry, yeah, um, is he was so good. I also love the scene where, like you mentioned it, that they, they touch upon the fact that he's moving these guys by their neck.
2: So yeah, that they're so they won't whiplash. get
0: whiplash, and then <laughs> and then their faces are all blown. <laughs> yeah. Like, Magneto looked like he was going to vomit when, when yeah, Christopher stopped. Yeah, exactly.
1: But I also love him slowly piecing together that Magneto's his dad. Yeah. Which I thought was great, you know. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, overall, so for, <laughs> and as much as the uh, potential headaches around this movie, this is an excellent return to form. Mm-hmm. Like, this was me going like, okay, all right. The uh, My only thing... Actually, no. In this case, when Magneto does the flip-flop, it makes sense in character. Yeah. Because he's like, no, no, no. I'll work with you guys. I'll work with you guys. And then go, no, no, no. Now I'm going to take over. Because it works within his character. It's just a shame that they almost do a retread every single time after this. Where I get really tired of that. <laughs> but that's it. That's, that's what I got. That's it? Oh.
0: That's it. Yeah, no. The, the uh, entire new cast members are Great. Oh yes! So we got Bishop, Blink, Warpath, Sunspot. They're all in there. Yep, looking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Like absolutely awesome. We don't really know anything about them because they're not in it for long. Nope. But they look like the characters. That's the
1: kind of fan service that's yeah. genius. Because I go, man, I love Blink. Like Blink's one of my favorite characters from Age of uh, Apocalypse. Also, if you haven't heard, one of my favorite X Men storylines ever. Uh, and Bishop was always one of my favorites, uh, partly because of the animated show, mm-hmm. and partly because of the uh, the stuff he did with the, the early Jim Lee run, yep. and stuff like that. Like, visually, he looked really cool. That militant, old-school blue and yellow type thing, where you're just yeah. like, oh, that's calling attention to the previous the red stuff. Scarf. And then, like, the, the M, M for mutant, where yep. you're just like, this is a dark timeline, yeah. right? But even later, when they make him a bad guy, and he's the one that's trying to kill Hope Summers... And that whole, like, 13-issue run, their first initial run of Cable is Cat and Mouse. They're jumping through time, and Bishop is trying to stop Cable and ultimately kill Hope. And it's just like, this is incredible, incredible stuff. And I think he's a good guy again now. He is now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't remember. know how he became I, I, a good guy Yeah, again.
1: I can't remember how either. But
0: I, yeah, I, remember just, <laughs> I
1: remember just being like, how do you? bounce back and trying to kill a kid and especially because like she's alive so wouldn't she just be like oh yeah you're the fucking asshole that tried to kill me and he's just yep. like ah, don't worry about it <laughs> it's okay I'm cool now hey
0: he's starting to uh... His own 12-issue series, too, in early 2000s uh, for Marvel Knights called District X. And that was freaking really good. Yeah, yeah. Probably like a neighborhood. I, I, New York, I it guess. Was, uh, it was the like a final
1: 187 mutants that yeah. were still alive.
0: After House of M, yeah. Yeah,
1: all living in this it's district. One area. And he, and he was the, the cop. The
0: sheriff, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, he went around solving all these mutant-on-mutant crimes. Yeah. Human-on-mutant. That
1: was a run I wanted to check yeah. out because the premise is just so cool.
0: Very cool. So That was a really good story. So. Um, but yeah, it was cool seeing him. They all look great. Yeah. Like, oh man, it looks so good. Oh, yeah. And they worked as a team. Like, this is the first time I felt like I was watching an X Men movie. Yes. Like, they they all have, feel like X Men movies, and you see a little bit of teamwork. But That's right. this, like, the entire opening 15 minutes is just teamwork against oh, the center.
1: Exactly. But even still, like, you have the back and forth teamwork between yeah. 2023, 1963. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, wow. Even though the ages start to get crazy if you really think about it mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff i realized like even after we've talked about this previously was that a lot of this is um is it like uh the really good movies is as long as you don't think about them too much yeah you know like i start piecing them and tearing apart and then i start to go okay all right all right all right so it's like uh
0: so you put the ages together like Magneto and professor x in 2023 are like the dreams yeah they're yeah exactly old. they're fucking old they're fucking old you know but yeah. it's
1: like again you just kind of have to go like okay so don't think about it mm-hmm. just enjoy it on their own merits yeah i will admit it gets harder for me when i get to dark phoenix it's really hard for me to enjoy that movie on its own merits uh we'll touch upon that when we get to that so i have nothing else to add
0: um what else what else john ottman returns to do music yeah he did x2 with Friend singer yep uh, so that was great because it really made it feel like old school X Men again. Just, exactly. Like, just the music alone, you get that you awesome get that tie. You get that awesome Professor X talking at the beginning, and the, the mm-hmm. crazy well, CG yeah. sequence, and yep. the title, and then the X door yep. closing. Yeah. Like that's X Men. Like when I see that, that's the same as the James Bond thing. You know, yeah, James it Bond does Yeah, it just feels like when I see that. Okay, we're here. We are X
1: Men. Uh, it depends uh, with the James Bond stuff because I I liked that you didn't have that until the end of Casino Royale.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, right? cuz that was but they didn't have it at the beginning of First Class either. They had no, the that's coin right. flipping because there that's was no right. Cerebro yet.
1: But it makes sense. Yeah, it
0: makes sense. It all works. I like what else? What else? Um yeah, so this continues right off the end of Wolverine, the Wolverine. That's right. So we don't really get an explanation of how the adamantium came back to nope.
1: his claws. No, you don't get that at all.
0: But Okay. Or whatever. Okay. I, it was just something I, I overlooked.
1: I dug that he had the bone claws in this. Like, his. right
0: away I saw it and I was just like, eh. But the bone claws being back in the In, in like, 70s, in the 70s. I
1: was was like, cool. I like that he has the bone claws there. There. he's
0: just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got these again. That's
1: right. Yeah. Um, but they also don't ever, it kind of would be nice to see if he broke his claws at least once. Because mm-hmm. I remember that was a thing, like, in the comic books where he would occasionally break the bone claws.
0: Yeah, well, same as snapped in Origins. In Origins. But yeah, no, I...
1: Yeah. I, but again, like I said, if you watched The Wolverine and saw that Stinger scene and you were like, whoa! And then you watch this and you're like, whoa! Then you immediately go, how'd you get more adamantium for the remaining claws yeah. that no longer had adamantium? I don't understand. Maybe I shouldn't think about it. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I was like, just, maybe he popped the bone and Magneto recovered the Yeah, like, I okay. Don't know. I, like, don't I
1: guess, know. I guess, Admantium <laughs> you can have in abundance in 2023 because yeah. the Sentinels are made from Admantium. So mm-hmm. maybe when they destroyed Admantium, Sentinel, they would Hey, Magneto, what about? The-? And he went, Way ahead of you, Wolvie. Yeah. Way ahead of you. Way ahead. We're just boiling it up now. <laughs> remember how painful it was? He's like, No, I don't because I don't remember much of that life. Oh, that's right. That's right. Anyway. So are we at apocalypse?
0: That's all I got. Uh, Rogue cut though. You want to see Rogue? Really good. Oh cut. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: it totally changes like the last three quarters of the movie.
2: Let's actually. In I the want future. You
0: to talk about it, yeah. In the future, because in this cut, um, Wolverine when he's fl- flailing around there um, mm-hmm. during the what, what were they in like a congress? They were meeting like or in this, uh,
1: yeah, senate uh, meeting or uh, senate
0: meeting or something. And then we see that part where Wolverine kind of like, he's fading in and out between. because well,
1: this is that crucial part where they're trying to stop Mystique from killing the Senator. Exactly. Which ultimately gives Trask the weapon or the ability to go, no, let's do the Sentinels. Yeah. Which leads to 2023. Yeah. But then because now uh, Wolverine is almost like fighting with this.
0: Yeah, because he sees Stryker. And now his memories are flipping.
1: Yeah. So he's going back and forth, yeah. uh, which I thought was actually really cool. Yeah. And then it also gives that whole thing where, uh, so they actually can't change the future. They can create a different timeline, but they can't change their future, which I thought like now when we talk about it, I'm like, it's actually really cool because now they're kind of going like, okay, all right. So we're finished. Our mm-hmm. timeline is done, but yeah. we can at least create another timeline. So what happens is, so instead of killing the Senator, Mutants get outed on public TV, like a national TV, because Mystique's, like, thrown out a window. Yeah. And in broad daylight, you got this blue, redheaded chick now, like, looking like no one's ever seen and before. And the way they
0: shot that, like, old on TV cameras, footage? like, actual, like, like,
1: TV footage I, I cameras, thought that was but,
0: really cool. That was a great idea. really really, it was genius,
1: really cool actually, because yeah. it's just like everyone's iPhones now.
0: <laughs> and it's kind of creepy, though. Like, I, I imagine <clears throat> watching that at home in the 70s, and seeing that, and it'd be eerie, it'd be creepy. It's like the uh, the scene in Signs, yes, where Walking Phoenix is yes. walking, and the alien goes by. And oh geez. yeah, like, and just think about that. I got exactly, exactly. Where, like, or I, like
1: just those random scenes where like everyone's like by the field or whatever, then they just kind of book the aliens just standing there, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Uh, or even like that old school uh, Bigfoot footage. Yeah, where he's just strolling along. Yeah. You're just like.
0: You see that, and you're like, it's probably a guy in a suit. Like, but there's just something really eerie. There's
1: something gritty about it that you're like, but it might be real. It might I mean, be real. It just real. is creepy enough, yeah. right? So, yeah, like, that's really cool. So Plus, that was there's really that awesome cool. Magneto Beast fight scene. That's such a good fight. Because Beast is killing him. He's absolutely killing him. Oh, yeah, him. he's
0: drowning him. Like, he's. You he, know? he knocks his head. And there's blood in the water. Yeah, like,
1: he's killing him. But yeah. as he's doing it, like, the fucking steel rods are coming around. Yeah. I was like, grab him. Great. And then they grab him off. I was like, Whew, that's so fucking cool. So, cool. so anyway, so now Wolverine is fighting this.
0: He's fighting it. He's flipping and him back and forth. So now in the future, his claws are popped. He's flailing around. He stabs Kitty. Ugh. He stabs Kitty, and Kitty's like holding on to him, but she's bleeding out. She's in pain. She's screaming, and the, they don't know what they're going to do because if they let go of him, everything's fucked. Yeah, like nothing's going to change. Exactly. So so Professor X and Magneto go. Well, we know. We can get Rogue. It's going to be hard, but we can get her. They haven't got her yet because of how difficult it's going to be. Right. She's in the original X-Mansion. Oh, it's guarded by Sentinels where they're experimenting visual on visual must her. have been amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's Like, so I'm going
1: to go home and I'm going to watch it just because I have to just to see it. Just because, fuck, that would be crazy. Yeah. And
0: then to see them, like, bust her out. Bust her out. And, and Bobby goes with them. Of course. So Professor X stays back in the plane because he was flying the plane. Magneto and Bobby go in. They get her out. But as they're getting out, uh, there's a sentinel attack on them. Bobby says, get her out of here. Go. And he's fighting the sentinel. Bobby dies. Yeah. <clears throat> but they get out of there. Barely. A <laughs> sentinel's on the plane. It's yeah. pretty awesome. You see Professor X doing some cool plane moves to try to get the sentinel off. They get him off. And then Rogue goes back, takes over from Kitty. Says, hi, Logan. And she's All holding right. him. And now, now Rogue is in the story. And I, I really, really liked the road cut. Like I was for eleven minutes. Why would you remove? When all you that? told me
1: about the road cut, I was like, "That sounds fucking incredible." And yeah. for eleven minutes, why wouldn't you? Mm. Plus, like, it's an interesting little like uh, break between what's going on there versus what's going on. Like, it's right. a nice little like because you, up to cause that you point, keep the tension.
0: Right, because in the original version, it, right, the original version, you don't really see much of the future once we go back. Yeah, like they do little snippets here and there. Right. But this, this, like, put a good 10-minute story yeah. into the future storyline. Ah,
1: see, I, I, I wish they would have done that. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I really like that. Um, so, when you get
1: a chance, watch the road cut. Watch again. the
0: road cut. Also, funny is that they made JFK a mutant.
1: Sorry?
0: They made JFK a mutant. Oh, JFK. You remember, JFK. like...
1: Oh, I forgot all about that. That's but, right. They, That's, yes.
0: yes. Xavier thought McVito killed him. He's like, I was trying to save him. He's one of us. He's a brother. <laughs> yeah I thought that was funny yeah that That was was funny funny. so I'm done with Days of Future Past I love Days of Future Past alright we're on to Apocalypse
1: this is uh, one of my favorite movies of the run Uh, it might not sound like that when I get through my likes and dislikes but this is one of my favorite movies of the run Uh, visually I love it story wise for the most part I love it Uh, there's not a lot I don't like what I do like right away I don't like I'm just gonna make sure we're still recording yeah of
0: course, of course you know me Yep. You know me. Yeah, we're recording. Hey. Uh,
1: What I don't like is they don't establish that this is a new timeline.
0: Right. They don't. Which
1: they should have.
0: Comic fans like us kind of have an idea. Even
1: for me, it was one of those where I'm like, yeah, okay, but like. Up, like, even just accepting, like, different timelines and stuff like that, like, it wasn't really until we had the conversation previously where I was like, okay, all right, now I can kind of...
0: I gotta go back to Dave's Feed Pass for a second. Yeah. We didn't touch on the very end, seeing all the original characters. Oh, again. yes,
1: that's right. Jackie
0: Jansen, James that was also,
1: And that's one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, but it tries to tie itself to the original trilogy. But, like, again, it's almost like they kind of should have had two stingers. One with the first class where... Okay. They're like, this is our new timeline, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're right. And then and end. And then go back. And then end with the way it does. That's that. Because then I can kind of go, ah. Uh, because right. then at least when I watch Apocalypse, then I go, okay.
0: This is so beautiful because Logan wakes up, has no idea everything's changed. Yeah. He's not like in some crazy dark future anymore. That's right. He's in the X Mansion. He's a professor. Yeah. In the X Mansion. Yeah. Uh, Rogue and Bobby are there. We get a nice little Kelsey Grammar cameo. Exactly. Like, uh, so good. You see Storm, and then he sees the red hair, and, yeah. uh, and then you see it on his face like, oh my God, Gene? Jean? Yeah. Gene's alive.
1: And then you see Scott. And you see Scott. <laughs> he's like,
0: I guess something's never changed. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so it was great. It's
0: so good. Cause it's then he, such a great Because then he goes back and he talks to Professor X, and Professor X goes, oh, you're back. Yeah. We have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. And then it just makes it really sad that four years later we get Logan, and Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel bad for Logan because he got it all back. To yeah, but again, I weird.
1: always feel like like Logan is one of those characters where you don't want to think that he's going to die alone, but he's going to die alone. Yeah. And he's probably going to die in battle. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like, like you said, John Wick right? Yeah. Like it's John Wick It's ending.
1: It's never going to be a happy ending. Right. Because the guy, like, as much as he. Tried to do a lot of good, he also did a lot of bad, and he Mm -hmm. knows it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And same with John Wick, like, that's one of the things that a lot of people almost fail to recognize is that John Wick isn't a good person. This was a guy that had no problems being a hitman for the mob, right? It's only because he got out, like, he met the girl, and to get out, did that final last act, but his last act made it so that the industry, like the, the bad guys were able to put themselves into the position that they were in Mm -hmm. beginning of John Wick. Right. So you're still like, none of this is good. No. At all. It's just that one pocket where you go, well, he fell in love and he loves the dog. And then he found that other dog and he loves them. So like, he can't be all bad. And he's not, I'm not saying he is.
0: No. He's done bad things. Well, he is. I mean, he's a bad guy, but he's trying to redeem himself. And these guys are worse than him.
1: He was never trying to redeem himself.
0: No, but never. No, okay. It's vengeance. It's a tale of vengeance.
1: Wolverine is constantly trying to redeem himself. Yeah. So, I will say it's a little bit different in that regard.
2: Okay.
1: I love John Wick. Correct. I'm a huge I, mean, he's I love John Wick.
0: so good, but he's
1: not a good person. It's not even he's like not it's not even like uh, like Jason Bourne. Where once Jason Bourne kind of woke up a bit more, he was like, I don't want to do this. And then he remembers he never really wanted to do this. But or it was one of those where he didn't realize what he was going to do until he was in it. And then he was like, I don't want this anymore. And they are like, too fucking bad, buddy. Yeah. We're going to brainwash the shit out of you. Deal with it. You know? So like, and now like, uh, and with him, it's always like, now he just wants to leave the life behind. Right? And I think that's the biggest misstep for Jason Bourne the movie was that they should have had it so that a, like they were talking about, he couldn't really leave it behind. Mm-hmm. So then have it so that he's working for them freelance. But anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah so anyway. Apocalypse.
0: Back to Apocalypse. They don't
1: ever establish the new timeline. But okay, all right, fine, whatever. Uh, at this point, I, I'm okay with it. I did not like the changes to Angel
0: visually. Yeah, Angel didn't make a lot of sense in here. I didn't like the visuals and just the fact that time different timeline or not. Like, I'm guessing it's not Warren Worthington, but yeah, still.
1: When you said that, I was like, okay, but again, why like, would you make the character look so close to it, Like, him
0: almost identical?
1: And then go, but it's not the same character. Because this
0: is in the 80s. Is he, he's he even credited Worthing.
1: as Angel?
0: Uh, yeah, during the cage fight, right? Nightcrawler versus Angel. He's
1: credited as Angel, but now I'm trying to think. I don't think he was ever credited as Angel in, in last Angel. Stand.
0: I don't think so. He was just a guy with wings.
1: He's just Warren.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But even still, it's just one of those, like, even as conquer companions you're just like, how do you not make that leap, mm-hmm. right? But then, of course, we get to uh, Nightcrawler. Well, the casting is great. Like, the casting, again, is phenomenal. They've got great casting. With Nightcrawler, it gets even more problematic because he's virtually identical, just younger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even the way he's played is virtually identical. Yeah. You know, like they even do his whole Kurt Wagner thing as a joke because how well received it was in the X Men 2. So it's just one of those where it's like, okay, but how is this, right? Yeah. Okay, but again, we're talking new timeline. You have a new timeline in your head, it's a little hard, easier to grasp all this stuff, okay? Exactly. It also explains why Angel is now European as opposed to American.
0: I was able to accept Nightcrawler more because of the age, because Alan Cumming is obviously an older man yeah. in, in X 2. Yeah. The age one makes no sense because he's but again, a teenager
1: and But part dead. of the other problem, though, is, again, it's like, but if you don't reference or you don't make the connection that this is a new timeline, it's then confusing. you go, wait a minute. Yeah. If meeting them in 2002, for X-Men 2, was in a yeah. church, that was the first time they met him, did they all forget,
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: And also, this is the first time we meet Storm. Okay, all right. We meet all the new young cast. I really like
0: Storm in here. Like
1: I love, classic,
0: storm.
1: You know, I love storm in this. I love that she's got the, the mohawk. Streets. I love that she's pickpocketing yep. on the streets of Cairo, because yep. that's where she re- met Remy LeBeau.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, who's also a thief. I love that she had the accent. Yep. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, uh,
0: Alexander ship. She did a great yes. job as the new Storm.
1: Uh, one thing I didn't like, another thing, is Magneto's storyline. I did not like that he had a wife and a child, and he was trying to live his life like a normal human being, uh, mainly because I knew it was going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Plus, it reminded me a lot of Wolverine Origins, you
2: know? Okay, Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although, when he kills the Polish police in the fucking bush, it was awesome. Just yeah. very quietly, just, just little the necklace that his daughter was wearing, which is a Nazi fucking coin. He uses that to kill them all, and it's just these like you said. Yeah, phew, phew, phew. I was like, man, that's awesome. He didn't day. spend the whole time doing this, mm-hmm. which was another thing that I always found kind of annoying in some scenes. Like even Michelle pointed it out, she's like, "Isn't it weird how they use hand gestures to do minor things with their mind?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I know why they do it. They do it so people, so visually, most people know see
0: what they're doing." But about...
1: like, I mean, even like <laughs> this, like. you're like okay but like if you're already good at it
0: yeah
1: you know like i understand
0: touching my head
1: if you're lifting a submarine out of the water that's a little different. i understand needing to focus yeah you know or if you're trying to uh freeze an entire uh museum of people because two mutants are now trying to fight each other with flame and ice i understand that you're going to do this to control Mm -hmm. that many people so I was, I was glad that he never once was like... No. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> hand gesture he would do for that. That part was goodness. cool. And I mean, like, I did feel for him because it happened because he used his powers to help a guy, like a fellow co-worker in the uh, <laughs> metallurgist area or yep. whatever the fuck you want to call it. So that was kind of a nice touch that he's yeah. working with metal. Yeah. But he saves the guy from dying and most people don't see it, but like one or two people do see it.
0: And that was enough.
1: Well, because now I start to think, well, they might have seen him do something like this before, but it was once or twice, and maybe they just kind of went, did I see that? And now they're like, nah, he's definitely one of those mutant freaks, mm-hmm. and he's definitely probably Magneto, because, uh, you know, he's wearing weird glasses, he kind of looks like Magneto, yeah. and uh, I mean, like, I thought that was kind of a nice touch that they were like, you know, known mute terrorist Magneto is out there in the world, but it just seemed weird to me. I don't know. It was just—I knew it was going to happen, even though it was a cool way to kill knew off, why It was, it was happening. just one of those like—I oh.
0: just—I liked it. <sighs> I liked it that he tried to just go do the normal thing, and it was tragic. It was—I it, felt bad for him.
1: I felt bad for him, sad. but like I said, it's it just—it's a retread of the story, though. It's a lot of just like I'm good, I'm bad. This time I'm good. Maybe next time I'll be bad. Oh, the X-Men are together. I got to join them. Yes. Until it suits my needs. Which is another reason why I thought Days of Future Past was really good. Because he was like, I'll work together with you guys. I'll help you. And then go, no, I can fuck everyone up. I'll fuck the world up. Yeah! Now you're going to fight me. Yeah! You know? And I mean, again, and we're talking different timelines. But I'll use the Fassbender Magneto. So he goes from there to suddenly being like, I don't want to live that life no more. Mm-hmm. For no reason at all. Yeah, There's no real... I mean, even if we got maybe some more glimpses of how the two got together and maybe then you can John Wick it and be like because of her that's why he, he decided to do this okay
2: mm-hmm. alright
1: then I might be a little bit more forgiving but eh. um I really don't like Mystique as a figurehead
0: hmm yeah but that's
1: just my ongoing but issue I mean, with Mystique as a character because it makes
0: sense in, the, in this new timeline time
1: timeline it makes sense it also makes sense because it's Jennifer Lawrence and Star is only rising, yep. so, yeah. You have to have a reason for her character to have more play, so yeah, you got to make her an X Men and you got to make her happy as unwilling as she wants to be an X Men, these guys, she ultimately doesn't.
0: Yeah, these guys had that deal where it was all four of us or yep. no one,
1: and I understand it's the same thing so, like when uh, Last Stand hit and uh, Storm, like uh, Halle Berry was yep. like, I want a bigger role, yep. And they're like, Okay, you're a co leader, perfect, yeah, you're like. Okay. Uh, alright. I don't get it, but fine, you know. But okay.
0: Only because everyone else is dead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll wipe the board clean. Yeah. Then you get think to about that a for a, a moment.
0: You're a co-leader, but there's no one else alive. And
1: you're only a co leader because yeah. Wolverine is the new leader. Mm. Even though that makes even less sense.
0: He's all that's left.
1: <laughs> the lone wolf that barely even wants to be part of a team, yeah. new leader. Suck it! Yeah. But anyway, so um I also got to say, the uh, the phoenix as a part of Jean's powers, because at the end, when she ultimately takes out yeah. Apocalypse, and I'll say it again, the scene itself as it unfolds is absolutely awesome. It starts to just envelop flame, it starts to come out, and then it starts almost like the wings are opening, and it gives you that classic, like, animated... Yeah you know, Phoenix symbol, so to speak. And I was just like, who's so fucking awesome? But part of the problem is, is I don't like that they continue to use that as a secondary power for her. Yeah. And it's always, it's always a darker part of her that Xavier has to block, which always lends problems, which is one of the things I didn't like about Last Stand. The other part, though, is when you get to Dark Phoenix, they don't even reference that at all. Okay. We've got some theories as to why they did that, but yeah. that part I, I didn't like no matter how awesome it looked. It was just one of those, like,
0: fuck. That whole final. This, these movies are really good for final battles. Oh, man. Man. Everyone, even the worst one, will have a good final battle. Real
1: quick. Real well, quick. Uh, we talked about it previously, but the Wolverine scene, I don't like it. It's cool for what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah It's yeah, cool yeah. for what it is, and yeah. it, and in this timeline, it's it's also cool, but ultimately, they didn't need it. It, it, did it did nothing it, it, at it, all.
0: I felt like that whole Alkali uh, Lake thing was just a giant detour. Like, and like also that—that that w- I would understand getting cut.
2: Yeah, like exactly. They cut
0: the rogue stuff out. Like they could have had easily the Wolverine cut of, of, of Apocalypse.
1: Yeah, exactly. The the Alkali stuff was all right, but that whole scene with Wolverine—I mean, it could have been any mutant in that cage. Yeah. Okay, because then you have that scene where she uh, meets Wolverine and he doesn't remember her. But then I guess the theory will be now that's why he's got a thing for redheads. And why evolved, ultimately when they meet again in whatever timeline, mm-hmm. then he'll have a thing for But I was just kind of like, it was too, it was forced. It was just one of those. And it, no matter it, how cool he looked. Yeah. Because he looked fucking cool. He looked oh, like Bark yeah. Sears, he, like, like oh, the, uh, uh, Marvel Comics Presents. Windsor Smith. Barry Windsor Smith. I always say Bart yeah. Sears, but it's yeah. Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah. That's right. It's always just like, fuck, man. Like, God, that looks so cool.
0: It looks so good. Like, so did they go full headgear? Because no. they wanted to show his face a little but bit. But it, it was damn it was good. He enough. had the belt with the, the big dude he's hanging off his. It was
1: good enough. Yeah. I was like, fuck, Yeah, it was good. Cool. And, uh... But, yeah, but ultimately, I don't like the scene as cool as it is. I'm just like, it didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and like I was saying, it's like they're trying to have the cake and eat it, too, by saying like, if. They're trying not to reference that it's a new timeline, but at the same time saying it's a new timeline, but also saying, well, no, I mean, you know, and it's like, yeah. you can't cherry pick parts that fit and parts that don't fit. You know, even though we're not even talking about the fact that Mystique was striker at the end of Days of Future Past, but then this striker is the striker,
0: mm-hmm. you know? And he has Wolverine Light.
1: And, and then he has Wolverine All he had to
0: do was get rid of that yellow eye part at the end of Days of Future
1: exactly. Past. Exactly. That's it. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh yeah, that's right, he would have him. And then, then in this timeline, he is the the Wolverine from the comic books. Okay, yeah. all right. Everything else can happen exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean obviously X-Men Origins would have to change a bit, but yeah. you know, for the most part that's fine. But okay, all right. Um, and I think for my dislikes that uh Mystique is a full fledged team leader, but that's kind of part and parcel with her being a figure. Yeah. It's yeah. just one of those, like, in the context of the character in the comic books, it makes no sense, but it does make sense in this timeline, mm-hmm. and this this particular version of the yeah. X-Men. So, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, what do I like? Casting. The casting is great.
0: As usual.
1: Casting is great, new... even though you can start to see that some of the main cast are like, we don't want
0: to do this. Out. I didn't really feel that yet with Apocalypse. I
1: felt it a bit with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh... Actually, you know what, maybe not I don't, real. and I think like, maybe I'm just... When you
0: compare to it to Dark Phoenix, like, nah, I think maybe it's because yeah. I'm trying
1: to project, because of, yeah. you know, I, for the most part, dislike like a Dark
2: Phoenix.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Sophie Turner's Jean Grey was great casting. Um, Ty Sheridan was awesome as Cyclops. Oh, yeah. As soon as I said Ty Sheridan as Cyclops, I was like, yes!
1: I am not familiar good with him. casting, at all, good, at good all, casting.
0: But, uh... Um, had jubilee in there the appearance of all the of characters i thought was amazing the appearance of all the characters you get a brand new quicksilver scene that's freaking incredible
1: oh my god like
0: it actually taught days of it future past which it is does. amazing it's but like, then again ow.
1: like i would have been happy <laughs> if it was just as good yeah because i mean that scene looked amazing but yeah. then to make it better and to pick it Different song too, because yeah. you had time in a bottle, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, that's so funny. That fits so perfectly because he's essentially holding time yeah. in a bottle. Oh, yeah. I mean, but then you have "Sweet Dreams" by Andy Lennox and the Eurythmics. Not Marilyn Manson, although both versions are really great. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with Marilyn Manson, don't watch the video. But if you are, maybe yeah. don't watch the video anyway, because <laughs> I remember seeing that video and being like, what the fuck is happening? Why is he all covered in black riding a goddamn pig? The song's amazing. I don't know what's going on with this video. This is scaring the shit out of me. Hello. But like, uh, so that whole sequence, I mean, the fucking dog's eating pizza for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> right? You know? So great. So.
1: Like he, he saves fish,
0: literally. He saves like, a goldfish.
1: Goldfish, scoop, here you go, wrap around, Yeah. wrapping people up in uh, like mattresses, throwing yeah. them out while the whole building is exploding. The entire Xavier Institute is exploding. And he's there just as... He's there to find Night Needle. Mm-hmm. To find his dad.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: awesome. Such a great scene. Absolutely incredible scene. Um,
0: great scene. Um, Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse was fantastic.
1: Although I could have tweaked his appearance a fantastic. little bit.
0: A little bit.
1: But not a lot, though. I don't... Like, all the hate about him being a... a Looking
0: like a Power Rangers villain? Power
1: Rangers villain. I was like, I don't get it at all.
0: Just because Ivan was blue and he's blue. I, I loved I that it. they...
1: He leaned into the Egyptian aspect. Well, that's
0: the thing. Like the costume was very Egyptian. It wasn't all robotic with a giant A like the comic. I know books. we
1: talked about that, but had, the A belt is ridiculous. Yeah, like fuck. Like right maybe off. they could have had a
0: little bit more of the apocalypse lips. You know, I think
1: it's because in the comic books and in a, basically everything you've seen of him, he's always been predominantly gray and blue. Mm-hmm. So the purple aspects is kind of what threw me. Um. And I think that's really... I think that would have been the, the topper for me. Because, like, close up, you see, like, the, the gray, and you see, like, the blue lines a bit, and they kind yeah. of touch upon that a bit. Although, like I said, while I love the fact that they leaned into the Egyptian stuff, because, I mean, this is the first ever mutant, and yeah. he was an Egyptian, you know? <clears throat> but even the fact that they, like... They make him ridiculously overpowered, which is what he's always been he
0: should be he yeah he has
1: to be like they reference the fact that he is potentially the first ever mutant period, mm-hmm. but I even like that they do the body transference and yep. he's transferring with people that has powers that he doesn't have exactly, and so he's gaining those powers, which leads to the whole point of the, of the end of the movie, which really, really smart stuff that they did here um well, I even like the fact that like. So Charles, okay, uh, we'll do a quick recap, bring everybody up to speed, if you haven't seen the movie. So Psylocke is introduced, and Psylocke is an interesting story.
0: Yeah, Olivia Munn did great there.
1: Yeah, but it's so funny that she did all this extra training for a franchise that died after this movie, it pretty much died. Yeah, because they
0: definitely end her arc on a point where she's going to return.
1: Exactly. She definitely. gets away, she doesn't die, definitely. she actually literally goes, oh, they're going to kill him, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out.
0: And they even teased Mr. Sinister in this. Like there was a lot of like we would have had a pretty awesome X future.
1: I've been waiting for Mr. Sinister yeah. because that's a creepy, creepy fucking villain that we need yeah. to see. Yeah. Um but anyway, so she was obviously poised for bigger things, eventually becoming an X-Men. There's no way around it. I loved the comic, accurate costume that she had aside from the boob window. Mm-hmm.
0: Never needed it, ever. But they gave it to her. Egyptians like boob windows.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's producers who go, comic book fans want to see Titty. I got a phone that I can see Titty on anytime I like.
0: It, it's, it's a boob window, all right.
1: It's a boob
0: window. At least it wasn't something stupid like a big cutout P for Psylocke.
1: No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because like, when you think boob windows. that's the worst. That's like uh, uh, Invisible Woman. When she had that four boob window, and
0: you're like, how is the middle of that four even staying there? It Not only like glued that, onto your boobs? The best part
1: is, is like from a character standpoint, she's always been like in a jumpsuit. They've always been in jumpsuits. Then the '90s hit, and then they're like, uh, you need a bathing suit, yeah. with a boob window, mm-hmm. but it will make it look like a four. <laughs> See what we did there? Uh, and you'll also need to have really long gloves. Mm-hmm. I know. You're like, why would not I just wear long sleeves and pants? Because. You don't need to. You're going to wash
0: the dishes when this is done.
1: Because you got really long gloves. Mm-hmm. And I think she had weird, like, strap boots. Strap boots. All the way she down. She looked awful. Oh, God, it was terrible.
0: The 90s was not very pleasant at times towards women in comic books.
1: Actually, for men, too. Like, Thor had that weirdo chain fucking mm. black suit that he was Could yeah. universally
0: shirtless right. on. With women, it was less is more. And with the guys is... Fucking load them up with, with it, it was either, layers and pouches yeah, and everything.
1: But also, if you could make them not wear a shirt, yeah,
0: even better. Men can't move. Yeah, yeah. So don't wear a shirt. That was the one thing. Thor. the one thing.
1: Thor had like the strapped thing.
0: Yeah.
1: But he had no shirt on, and giant like shoulder pads. That's right. And then he had like the fingerless gloves that came up to here, but then chains on top of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: None of it made sense. None he had the Shatterstar sense. helmet. Yep. But okay, fine. Because his helmet was kind of Star esque but then they had like law lo- they had the top part open, yep. so he could ugh,
0: wave his hair around.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. that, oh, exactly. Cap had an armor.
0: Yeah, yep, armor. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but he had like robotic tubes sticking out of him. And uh, I don't Oh, uh. what was going on in the nineties?
2: Anyway, stuff. anyway.
0: Um, but yeah, boot window. <laughs>
1: I love the final costumes. That final, like, cut scene.
0: <laughs> that last shot of them turn around, like, Jim Lee-style uniform. Jim
1: Lee-esque, yeah. Jim Lee-esque style. I Cyclops, was like, oh, for sure. Cyclops is really Very close. Very Jim Lee. Really close. Yeah, the
0: this thing going on.
1: Yeah, but that one actually kind of reminded me of, like, just before, or is it just after the Whedon run? I think it might have been just after the Whedon run, where he had, like, like, a predominantly blue, but it had black accents mm-hmm. and then like almost a segmented type thing there. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Kinda reminded me of that. But overall then final costumes are great. Um what else do we got? What else do we got? Overall though, this is an excellent movie. Uh I've said plenty of times before that like I even said it in this one where I look at comic book movies and I look at the best ones as being the ones that when you take out all the comic book elements, it can still stand on its own Mm -hmm. and be a great movie to watch. And I still stand by that. But at the same time, we're at a point where like, it's okay to have those movies and you should have those movies, but then it's okay to have movies like this where like, if you take out the X-Men stuff, then the movie doesn't work on its own. It has to have those things. And this is almost it like it to. celebrates the fact that this is an X-Men. That's the
0: thing with teen movies, though, right? Like, you got to have teamwork in a teen movie.
1: Not even just the teamwork aspects, just the fact that they're mutants. Yeah. And they come together as the X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have those aspects. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have wicked scenes where Xavier is fighting Apocalypse in his brain. You wouldn't have scenes like that. But you have to have scenes Oh,
0: like yeah, this is somewhere about Apocalypse. Like... First off, he's introduced with the whole Egyptian thing at the beginning. But then he comes back because Rose Byrne returns as more of Exactly. And she's on the hunt in Egypt.
1: She's on the hunt for something. She's not quite She doesn't sure really what. know
0: about mutants again.
1: No, because uh, the mind wipe. Yep. She got her mind wife by Xavier. Yeah. And then... Uh, <clears throat> and that's right, because we don't see her in uh, Days of Future Past. No. No. For, for obvious reasons. That would have been too much Oh, yeah. There. I forgot. I forgot. I didn't like junkie... Xavier in Days of
0: Future Past. Oh, yeah, Junkie. It's one of those, like, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like,
1: I don't want to see my hero shooting up. Don't do that.
0: But he stops.
1: I don't give a fuck. I mean, are you serious? Like, what's next? Are you actually going to show Captain America is st- taking steroids? The guy's a walking <laughs> allegory for steroids, but you don't need to show it. No. You don't need to suddenly have Cap being like, hold on, guys, give me a minute here.
0: America's vein right there. That's
1: right. Or, that's America's ass right there. Boom! Hey, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's some good roids. Anyway, I don't know why people would say shit like that. <laughs> that's some good steroids I just took. Them steroids are great. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so, like, just as an X-Men movie, this is just absolutely awesome. Yeah. And yeah, also, this is the first time I think we've noticed, you noticed it when we did this first time, is said, She's not Mystique on the cover. No. She's Raven uh, Darkle.
0: Same with Dark Phoenix. There's yeah. no blue on that Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> right there. I, uh, At all. Yes,
1: yeah, because uh, they don't want you to know that it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Not Mystique.
0: Uh, okay. I, yeah, whatever. It's just Jennifer Lawrence, I guess. Yeah. Um, what else do I love about this movie? Uh, well, yeah, again, Apocalypse. Some creepy shit. He does in this movie. puts people into the ground, into the walls. So cool! (laughs) And like he just does
1: it as a thought. Like they just show his eyes kind of white over. But he doesn't like literally go. Yeah. That scene where like, uh, because Eric goes back to the the mail shop. Yeah. And then like uh, so, Apocalypse, Psylocke, Storm, and uh, Angel. Now all. apocalypsized. or yeah. They're now like horsemen of apocalypse. Walk
0: through the portal.
1: So they all look awesome. They look awesome. Like They look great. Uh, and they walk through the portal and then Eric is literally like don't stop me from killing I hope you're not going to stop me from killing these men. Who the fuck men. are you? <laughs> yeah. He's like who the fuck are you? Yeah. And I hope you're not going to stop me from killing these men. And then with just a thought.
2: Yeah.
1: Pushes them all into the ground There's, and their legs the legs are sticking down and like on, arms sticking are sticking out out. Out. Just like oh, Yeah. That's gross. And he's just like All right, come with me, and then they go to Auschwitz, and he destroy like Magneto destroys Auschwitz with the uh, the empowering that he gets from uh, Apocalypse. So that's fucking awesome. The uh, uh, what the hell was I going to say now? Um, even just the way he speaks, he's almost like a quiet whisper, and then occasionally like there's like a baritone that backs up his voice, which is really cool. Um, but even just. Like that was really cool. But one of my favorite scenes is when Charles tracks down uh Magneto and he's like, I heard about what happened with your your family and I'm so sorry and he's like crying, like he's like, I I'm really sorry about that, like I can help you, like we can help you, just you know and then all of a sudden it's just like he's not alone. He's with somebody. And then I've Apocalypse never felt
0: power like this Apocalypse before. Apocalypse is just like
1: I've never felt power like this before. Yeah. Thank you for letting me in. So now through charles he's got access to cerebro and they need a uh, havoc to destroy cerebro which leads into the awesome quicksilver scene yeah but he was just like oh fuck and he just very quietly and calmly goes just thank you for letting me in and now he's like going to speak to everybody and then like then they they take xavier destroy the mansion and we have that awesome scene and then through xavier he speaks to the world and he's like making xavier say like basically the creed of apocalypse is the strong will get everything Mm -hmm. the weak will get nothing but i love that he gets to that point where he's like to the strong you will inherit everything and xavier goes to the strong you must protect the weak and i was like "Yeah, yeah fuck yeah that last little like Fuck you! And he's like, "Okay, all right, whatever, yeah, whatever." I tried. I tried. I think part of it was you started sparking and you're like, "It's not gonna work."
0: Yes. I was just like, I "Wonder how long he's gonna actually fiddle with this thing." you doing it while I'm
1: talking, right? Yeah. But anyway, so and then you do it within seconds. It's like, "Fuck you, you douche." Spare fingers. There you go. just hands. But uh, but yeah. So like, I even just love that part where they don't even say like, "Cause like he lays it out like you, you're gonna create this, and you're gonna do this and this." And then Xavier's like, okay, what am I here for? Yeah. And then they show that now he's going to transfer. So he wants a Xavier's powers because Xavier can control everybody. Mm-hmm. And I liked how that's the first time they ever really touched upon that aspect, that he could control everybody. He just doesn't, you know?
2: Yep.
1: And uh, but, So that's really, really cool. And I like how, again, ultimately this is something that will affect the whole world. But it's still just an X Men thing because he's like, Well, I want Charles, then the world, right? And the X Men are like, No, nah, no, nah, nah, we gotta stop this period. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and I like you because in the sense that sometimes you get those movies where it's like, like, how does the world move beyond this? Like, once you find out that mutants are there and all this stuff, like how do you put that back in the bottle? Because a lot of times the movie the second movie will act like no one really knows, or a small group knows, right? Yeah. But in the you know, in this day and age, you're like, everybody would know, right? This is so contained in the far reaches of the earth that it's just an event. They're all just like, we don't know what happened. We don't know how it stopped. All we know that it's no longer done. So, yes, right? That was it's a refreshing change of pace. Because there's times where I watch horror movies where at the end of the horror movie, I go, yeah, but like, if everybody knows, how does that, like, how does the sequel happen? And the same surprise happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, at least with the aliens, the only link was uh, uh, Yetu Corporation and Ripley and the aliens themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So when, when you go from alien to aliens, the sequel makes sense, right? <clears throat> aliens to Aliens 3, you know, you're like, you're still getting further farther away. Like, how does this still a thing, right? Yeah. But anyway, so um, I don't really have much else to add here. Um, funny side note though, when we did this the first time around, we actually were just about to wrap up when I started to reference (laughs) the, the whole part with Magneto and Xavier letting in (laughs) apocalypse and havoc and all this stuff. So that happened almost exactly the same, which I thought is interesting, but, uh, okay.
0: Uh, One more little tidbit. Yes. My favorite Stanley cameo. Because yes. he did it with his wife, Joni. Yes!
1: That's is also exactly how this happened the first time
0: around. Yeah, round. yeah. Because uh, right what I'm going to see now then, is
1: when we watched this recently, my wife and I, and she went, Oh, I wonder if that's his wife, Joni. Yeah. And then I looked it up, and it was,
0: and yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Also, fun tidbit Joni was the voice of Madame Webb in the Spider Man anime series in the you 90s. Don't say! But you didn't know that, Chris.
1: I did, because you told me the first time around, but I didn't know that time. Okay, I was like, "What?" Yeah,
0: so that was pretty interesting. Very cool
1: stuff. No, very but cool no,
0: stuff. it was great to see him in there with his wife because I do believe she only lived a year after this. Yeah, so that's
2: exactly
0: what happened. Yeah, so so yeah, very <clears throat> touching to see that. Um, so yeah, that is X Men Apocalypse, and this is Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah, it's yep, not.
1: That's yet. right, it's not. All right, yet. We wa- I watched it illegally. Flat out watched it illegally.
0: I watched it legally because I waited three fucking years to do so. <laughs> It took one, forever to get into the theater. This
1: one's really bittersweet for me. More, really, really bittersweet. More bitter than sweet? Oh, it's way more bitter than sweet. Like, the first half hour, I really like this movie. I really feel like an X-Men movie. But it also is. It feels like a different... Uh, the the X-Men are in a different place because people are aware of mutants. Uh, they're not being as overt about their hatred of them, which I thought was a nice touch from Mystique. But at the same time, uh, at the same time, like it allows for the X-Men to just be heroes as opposed to just being mutant related. Which, I, like I, I said, like one of, the <clears throat> one of the more refreshing things about the Whedon run on Astonishing X-Men. Which, if you haven't read, you should check it out. Not just because it's one of the best runs on X-Men, and it's surprising because it's Whedon, who's a really hit or miss for me. But you also get John Cassidy art, which is phenomenal. Oh, so
0: good. You know, so <clears throat>
1: but you get a part in that mo- the, the thing where Wolverine's just like, oh, does this mean we have to wear spandex? And Cyclops goes, superheroes wear spandex. So, yes, because basically they uh something happens and Scott goes, OK, well, we're going to go show up and help out. And I can't remember who says it. I think it might be, uh, it might be Reed Richards, actually, who goes, wait, but it's not mutant related. And Cyclops goes, eh, it doesn't matter. We're, just, we're here to help out. And the mm-hmm. whole point was to show that mutants, the X-Men in particular, aren't just going to do X-Men related stuff. They're yeah. going to help out everybody. Yeah. So it's to show that we're all part of one world and it doesn't matter who or what you are. It's just It just is. And I was like, that is refreshing. And it made a new spin on that. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say tired, but it's like, if you get a new X-Book, how is this separate from the other X-Books? well, they're making a conscious effort to be superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. So when uh, this astronaut stuff happened, like the space shuttle uh, accident starts to happen, the first thought is we should go help. And yeah. then they do. And I was like, ah, oh, that's really great. I like that. And the whole sequence is awesome.
2: Like, oh, yeah. Like, awesome. Like, like, it's
1: even when I'm saying, like, I don't like uh, Mystique as a leader, it works perfectly in yep. this context. Like, it's not like I go, eh, anybody else, and I believe it. I'm just like, no, no, this is great because I've established it, and it works, especially because at the end of Apocalypse, she's a leader. She's calling the shots. She's, like, using her real face. She's not, you know, yeah. hiding anymore. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is so great. This is great. Uh, the whole sequence is awesome. Um, I mean, they take out Peter quickly.
2: Hmm.
1: And then you never see him again.
0: Yeah, well that's after though.
1: Right? It is after, during, but I mean, it's the, still just one of
0: those. During like, the Phoenix Possession. I call it Phoenix Possession. Because the Phoenix
1: Possession I like. I, I like that clearly, they make it cosmic.
0: Clearly the power is already in her. So this being going through the universe could be possessing that power. Making it dark.
1: Yeah, you. I'll. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. It, 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 I
0: it, love that it's cosmic.
1: I love that it's and cosmic. That
0: made it really feel yeah, excellent like, oh, to me. Oh, that's so great, like, and it was opening up a huge door of what we could have seen. Exactly, going especially forward.
1: because I guarantee you, before the uh, the reshoots and the uh, Fox uh, new owners, which was busy, obviously to put a tight lid on. This I is the I guarantee end. that these would have been some form of Shiar reference mm-hmm. to instead of the what is it, debaki? Dabaki. Debaki, Debaki race and yeah. shapeshifters. Yeah,
0: I don't know.
1: I guarantee there would have been some links to the Shiara. We would have. Which Star would have Janus. been fucking awesome.
0: Who was yeah.
1: Oh man. Star Janus would have been great. Absolutely great. I said in the previous one that we are re-recording. Even if they don't mention that Corsair is the Summer's Dad, it still would have been awesome to see though. The brood, that would have been the horrifying. The brood would have been fucking so that crazy. Would be great horrifying. You know, because then you would have had brood versions of all the X-Men. Yeah. And then you have that awesome scene where, oh wait, Wolverine's not in this one. Never mind. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And man, it was so great to see Wolverine like, just healing out of the brood. Mm-hmm. But you still have the visual of him as a brood for a bit there. Like, Man, when they did that in the animated comic books, I was like, oh fuck, this is crazy. This is awesome. But like he even said, like you could have even let into the Mkron crystal. Like you could have had a splinter X-Men story in space. Of the Splinter X Men story on Earth, and then eventually having to come together so that they have their own big, like, Infinity War style thing. Exactly. You know? We
0: like, could have had the Blue Team and the Gold Team. Exactly. This is a Blue Team movie on the ground.
1: Exactly. We're
0: doing fucking, like, Mr. Sinister. Over We're doing here.
1: Sinister. We're doing maybe kind of more of a. Yeah black ops thing there's a
0: gold team up in space doing this shit
1: and then you could have because of the mcron crystal you could have actually accidentally had deadpool transported into this, yeah. in this period of time and then have like ryan reynolds's deadpool fighting alongside two different but equally awesome x-men teams into one giant fucking crossover movie that we'll never ever get because there's no way that disney's gonna put this much effort into the x-men ever ever yeah I guarantee you their X-Men movies are going to be like, we just did them because we knew people would watch them. Mm -hmm. We didn't really care so much. We do want them to be big enough so that when we add them into a giant X-Men slash Avengers slash Fantastic Four movie where it's going to be six hours long and nobody's going to be happy because every one of their favorite characters is going to get a short shift unless we bring back Tony Stark.
2: Yeah, we'll bring back
1: Tony Stark and then it'll be a Tony Stark movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, what, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the X-Men that you're going to get. Makes me
0: so excited as an X-Men fan for the future of the Mutants.
1: Yeah! And Kit Harington is going to be Black Knight instead of Wolverine. And chances what? are, they
0: won't even be called X-Men. They'll be called Mutants or X-Peoples.
1: <laughs> no, I think they'll actually be called X-People. Or X-Men, sorry.
0: They would better be called X-Men. I think
1: they'll be called X-Men.
0: Because that, that stupid line that Jennifer Lawrence drops in, in Dark Phoenix. It's... We but, see, if guy's asking all the time, We should be the ex-women, not the ex-man. I was just like... Oh, yeah,
1: but, uh, like, it's too it's too much of a branding. It's too much. It's, it's too much ben of... Men stands for
0: human. It's not
1: men. It's too much of an actual branding for them not to do it. <sighs>
0: they better. They better do um, it. They better do it. They better do it. Um, a little bit of over rage. Here's my...
1: Okay, here. so we'll do uh, dislikes. We'll get these out of the way real quick.
0: Uh, even though... Here's <laughs> just, like, Everything.
1: Uh, well, well ex- that was quick. <laughs> Xavier mind wipes an eight-year-old gene. I didn't like it, but your explanation, you did not you weren't there. You didn't see it. Kenneth's explanation was that this is an eight-year-old who we find out about halfway through the movie, she kills her mom. Yeah. She causes a car accident that kills her mom, and she doesn't know this, but also has her dad disown her, literally give her to Xavier just be like, she's yours now. And so she believes that both her parents died in that accident. She doesn't know that she caused it. Chelsea doesn't know that her dad's still alive and wants nothing to do with her. Yeah. So you're saying he did it to protect her from that level of pain because she's eight years old. And I have to agree that I don't know what I would do in that scenario. And I probably would have done this. Well, your
0: idea, too, was that, like, I don't believe Charles would do that.
1: This many times. But And
0: then I said, well, if this would have happened in the 70s. It's not that far from from first class. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because so maybe he, he hadn't learned
0: that lesson yet. He... Mindwipes
1: Roseburn in first class by apocalypse by apocalypse he acknowledges that he shouldn't have done that yeah. and gives her back her memories. Yeah. So because now Jean Gray is about seventeen, eighteen in yeah, apocalypse. About that. So it's ten years now since he mind wiped her. So apocalypse is
0: what, roughly ten years after Days of Future Pass?
1: Yeah, it's like eighty-three.
0: So he would have kept his promise, started the X-Men after Days of Future Pass. She would have been one of the first members he brought
1: in. Exactly. So, so it would have been, he yeah. He wouldn't 70s. have learned his lesson at that point. So yeah, he would have looked at it like, yeah, I'll do that. And if we're looking at it from saving this, one, uh, this young girl from all that pain and trauma, mm-hmm. I don't know if I wouldn't do the same. Yeah. So I can, so it's a, it's becoming a minor dislike. The big dislike is the fact that Quicksilver is taken out so soon.
0: Very quick.
1: You know, like, I mean, I know that it's because he's super overpowered. But I mean, like he had a great run in Apocalypse, where he was actually like knocking Apocalypse around until Apocalypse got his bearings, broke his leg, and then he was out. Yeah. Then he was done. Could have done the same thing, and I would have been okay with it. In fact, I mean, if we're talking about Debaki as shape shifting uh, aliens, that's how you could have got him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's fighting all these shape shifting aliens, and then just through the course of it, one of them gets him, and then he's out for the rest of the movie. Okay, but you could have had one. And, like, the fight scene could have been the new slow-mo scene. Yeah. So, it could have shown him taking on an entire fleet of them.
0: I think that's why they did it, though. I think they were expecting you to expect another slow-mo scene.
1: Plus, it cuts down the budget, too. Yeah. Because they were already over budget. So, with the
0: like, here's so. Jean, and you know she's got this dark Phoenix <clears throat> in her now. Yeah. What is she willing to do? Well, let's throw Quicksilver up first. Because he's going to get the job done. Yep. He's hopping up towards her. Yep. She does that thing that Superman did in Justice League where she looks at him yep. like, nah, I can still see you. And he's just like, oh, fuck.
2: Off the
1: board. Yeah. Although that part was pretty cool.
0: And then she kills Mystique.
1: Although, I think it would it would have been cooler if I hadn't seen it in Justice
0: League. Yeah. Because that
1: was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was like, awesome. He's tracking
1: him, and you're just like, and it's not even like overt, it's just the eyeball moves, you're like holy shit, because you're doing the same thing he's doing at the same time. He's like, what the fuck? And we're all like, oh, fuck.
0: When was Justice League? Is 2017.
2: That- 2017? We already did this. It's
0: 2017. So it these two movies would have came out in the same year. Would have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny.
2: Yeah.
0: It's good that... It was coincidental, yeah. obviously. It Fox. wasn't a copy it's off of It's just one of those, like... Be two cool. years yeah. later, now it kind of yeah. seems like, well, we saw this. Um. Right um...
1: Gene killing Raven was
0: stupid obvious. Stupid obvious Well they kinda give it away in the
1: trailers too. The only thing I'll say though is they they imply that it happens in space. And when it doesn't, I was like I was refreshed. I was like, oh, okay. Then later I'm like, oh, okay, alright.
0: She didn't even mean to though, like she just like blew her away and impaled her.
1: Yeah exactly and so like it's a it lends itself a little bit more tragically and it
0: was like hey look at little miss i don't want to be here is off the board
1: yeah oh wow okay maybe i can
0: enjoy the performances again a little yeah.
1: bit <laughs> um i did not like i i said this but i don't like the debaki race yeah um i don't like i <laughs> don't like that hank allies himself with magneto yeah um I don't like, I also don't like that they tried to make it seem like uh, Chastain's character wasn't the bad guy of the piece, especially because you're looking at the entire board and you're like, you're the only new character on here, Mm -hmm. and you have your own race of shapeshifters. How are you not the bad guy?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, This doesn't make any sense. Mm, You're going to be bad. Yeah,
0: you're going to be Well, bad. everything about her seemed bad. Her first appearance was killing that family. Yeah, but I mean... Like, you're evil.
1: Yeah, but like they didn't even need to show that. They could have just had them land. And then you find out later. Like, yeah. Jean accesses her memories, and then you see that scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you go, oh, okay. Right? Because, yeah. again, yep. they have that scene immediately, you know, you're bad. But then they do this whole, like, I'm not really bad. I'm just trying to help. You're like, I you're go... Th- that doesn't make any sense.
0: I already saw you kill those people.
1: Exactly. So if you don't have that scene, but then you have Gene like in space when she's fighting him and goes, Wait a minute. No, you aren't good. No, you can't have this. Mm -hmm. You know, like just as she's giving the power, then she starts to realise like that would be kinda cool.
0: Well, that was after the professor X part. That was fucked. Yes. She gets him to walk up the stairs and and his leg every single time you bring it up like like,
1: ah he's just like ah that's horrible, horrible. Booked. Um. mainly it comes down to the horrible script <laughs> or horrible version of this script.
0: Oh, the script's not the problem. It's the fact that they butchered it it's, a million times and then well, that's tried what to put it back together. Like,
1: it's this horrible version of what yeah. probably was a good script. Like,
0: I got great notes. Let's put it through a shredder and then I'll try to yeah. tape it back together. We'll see how good they are after And that. then
1: it's, it's also the direction, too. It's not... It's well, the direction, really direction. Was,
0: yeah, Simon Kimber, this is his first movie.
1: It's his first movie, and they gave him a first movie that was already supposed to be with Brian Singer. Yeah. And they had budgeted for that amount for Brian Singer, who was comfortable with that level of a budget. Mm-hmm. Who knew that, okay, we'll do some reshoots here and there, but we'll be around this level here. That's fine. We might go a little bit over budget, but that'll be fine. No big deal. Then all this stuff happens with Brian Singer, and he gets taken off the board, as he should have. Okay, because he has been dodging that bullet for a long time. A long time, okay? I'm not going to reference that kind of stuff there. You can look it up on your own. But he has been dodging that bullet a long time. Almost as long as Kevin Spacey's been dodging that bullet. But I will say that he's been dodging it more so because he was one of the few that was already outed years ago, Mm. okay? Anyway, so then they bring in Simon Kinberg, so, he's been working with Singer.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's already there. He was producing. He's he was also them. been an
1: X-Men writer for quite some time. Yep. He's been a comic book writer for a while. I think he wrote four of them. He did a Wonder Woman
0: run as well, too.
2: Did he? I'm almost certain he did.
0: I didn't know that he was writing comics. Alan Heinberg wrote Wonder Woman. Is that who you're thinking about?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe.
0: He did. Um... Yeah, no, so Simon Kimber comes in. He's already a writer producer, takes over as director. I think mm. he wrote. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay for Apocalypse off of, off of the story by Brian Singer and the whole X2 team. team. He didn't write any comics. He did not. I don't think he wrote. Yeah, he had nothing to do with First Class. He wrote and produced Apocalypse, Days of Future Past. He wrote Days of Future Past, and he wrote Last Stand. He's a producer for First Class. Yeah.
2: I thought he was a comic book, writer. He's been around a a lot.
1: Anyway. Um, So they gave him this movie. And, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel for him, because obviously he's...
0: I feel bad for him, I do, because... He was trying to fix the mistakes he made with Last Dan and he probably, for the most part, suce- uh, successfully did it before it got butchered.
1: Yeah, and that's and now thing.
0: this as his first movie is going to be his last movie. no studio is going to want him again.
1: No, exactly. Like and I, like I said, like I feel for him because again, like his first ever movie that he is directing yeah. is a movie that he was just given. Like it was just like ah fuck. Okay, here you go. Yeah, and uh, good luck. Oh, by the way, we did a shit ton of rewrites. And there'll be more rewrites, don't you worry. <laughs> because, like, at the time when this movie was supposed to come out, I think this was when they first started talking about DC or Disney and X-Men and Fox. Oh, no, there wasn't even talks of that merger.
0: Nope. That merger That's started right. in early 2018. That's this right. This was supposed to come out in November 2017. That's
1: right. So this got pushed back.
0: It got pushed back for a few reshoots.
1: And then... And then it
0: was on schedule to come out.
1: Then it was on schedule to but come out. But then the Disney And Fox then that hit. stuff happened and then... Knocked it out of the um, so. so, like... And then, of course, they had to rejigger an ending that was an actual ending. So, no, like, hints of anything else. No possible she stuff. No possible Star Jammers. Because we don't know that's where they were going to no. go. No. They could have. They could have. Okay. But up until... At the end of this movie, you're getting a sense that they're wiping out the old guard to make way for the new guard, which is you know Gene and Scott and you know Hanks, the headmaster. Uh, The reason why I don't rate this movie higher, even though they did a lot of stuff better than Last Stand, is because it's an actual ending, as a send off to characters that I've loved for so long Mm -hmm. of my life. Like we're not talking just adult life; we're talking my entire life. Right, is <clears throat> far back as I can remember reading comic books. I remember it in sequence. I remember reading Spider-Man, Superman, Batman first, and then getting a little bit older and coming across X-Men. And it came at that perfect
2: time because, as a short kid, mm-hmm.
1: surrounded by guys that weren't like me, it was like, yep. oh my god, I'm not like any of them. Then you find the X-Men, and you're like, they're not like anyone either, mm-hmm. you know. And then you're like, oh, huh, yeah. Wait, you got this fucking midget Canadian? Oh my god, this is amazing! So it's like because of them, I was able to fall in love with Wolverine. Um, Although I gotta say, your love for Wolverine is definitely stronger than mine, because it just is. I don't know why, it just is. Probably
2: the fourteen hundred issues of Wolverine I have in my closet, at least.
0: But the entire. But anyway, it was just one of those.
1: So now, so for me to get this kind of a send off is fucking terrible. Yeah. Sure, okay, so you have Charles going, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to retire to Paris. And they have the cool scene with him playing chess with Magneto. I really enjoyed cool.
0: that. that. I thought was, it was nice. It, it kind of ends the way the series started.
1: Yeah, which, I again, it also ends kind of similar to the way that The Last Stand ended, you know, where now you find out Magneto may or may not have lost his powers. That was mm-hmm.
2: um
1: But I don't like that Charles is just kind of like, I'm done. But I'll hang out with Eric and Magneto. Same thing. He's done too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they do the Phoenix tease, up in the air, which works for the character. But again, as a goodbye, yeah. you're gonna do a goodbye. Do a goodbye. Don't do a goodbye with maybe there's more to this story. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And also because it's one of those well, like if you're dead, leave them dead. Right. Again, it's the finality stuff. I like that. Uh, Hank McCoy the Beast becomes the headmaster yep. but like I said I don't like that he just didn't choose the beast form
0: mm. you know you would have liked to see that last shot in the beast form
1: because he's the headmaster of a school devoted to different people like I know they're talking about opening up to everybody humans and mutants which is one of the things I loved about the Morrison run where it's like if you want to be here be here that's fine yep. just be prepared you might not make it through the curriculum because yep. we've got guys that could annihilate you by accident yep. but anyway Uh, But I would have liked it because it it, it adds to that. Like, with Xavier, he's in a wheelchair, but he's a powerful telepath. But you know he's a mutant because he's proudly being a mutant. With Hank McCoy, he's not proudly a mutant. There's always that part of him that wishes he wasn't. Mm -hmm. So when he chooses to be Nicholas Holt as Hank Mm -hmm. McCoy... yeah. I feel like it just puts you in a weird perspective because like if I'm a mutant and I have weird mutant powers and then I go to talk to the headmaster and he is a fucking model who chooses not to look like a mutant, I'm probably not going to go to him. I'm probably going to go to maybe Storm or whatever weird uh, Cyclops. I might even go to Cyclops and be yeah. like, hey man, like, I'm fucking dealing with some shit here and have Cyclops be able to go, yeah, we're all dealing with some shit. But if... That was to come from, say, beast. I'd be like, what are you dealing with? Yeah. What are you dealing with? At the end of the day, your feet are sore because you've been holding them up, cramped up like this so you can fit into regular shoes. But other than that, what are you dealing with? You look like a fucking model. Yeah. I don't understand what your trouble is. You do this, everything's, or you take pills, everything's great. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like It's just one of those, if you're the headmaster of the x bin look like a fucking mutant. Look, you don't even have to look like Kelsey Grammer. But maybe start. Get a little longer hair going.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it the school of Jean Grey.
1: I liked that part. I yep. really liked that part.
0: Nice little send-off for her.
1: <clears throat> I did like that part. Mm. But like I said, like as far as, like, the ending doesn't have to be like a final end, but make it so that, like you said, like the school's going, Professor X is still alive, Magneto's still alive. There's always that possibility that something might happen yeah, leave the Phoenix shit out of there, especially because why? You know, um maybe have Scott go, G, and that's it. Well, I, actually, well, I, mean, I didn't mind seeing it.
0: Thing. I didn't mind seeing this guy. No, no, and I'm saying she's it. gone from Earth, but she's tr- transcended. She's something bigger now.
1: Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm so saying this, but even as I'm saying this, I'm like, you know what? It's actually ultimately, it's fine. Yeah. I think it was just because I was not a fan of the movie so much. I think if I liked the movie more, yeah, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah,
0: yeah. No, uh, the train sequence is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: absolutely amazing. What do I got for likes? The train sequence is amazing. Uh, Casting is great. Yeah. Uh, The entire space rescue scene I thought was great. Yep. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot because I had more dislikes on this side, too. Horrible end of the franchise. Check. Nobody wants to be in this movie. Check. Tank Xavier. Forgot about Tank Xavier. Tank Xavier. Anyway. Uh, yep. just
0: there's,
1: a, there's a lot of graphic violence in this movie.
0: It's a very violent movie.
1: Didn't need that much graphic violence.
0: Like, violence see, is inherent
1: in superhero see movies. Seeing
0: Nightcrawler hold a knife with his tail and fucking stabbing guys, I was just like, oh fuck.
1: And out of all the characters, Nightcrawler? <laughs> yeah. The most religious? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, in this
0: timeline, he comes to see this.
1: Yeah, okay, but in Apocalypse, we clearly show him praying. Yeah,
0: <laughs> repeatedly. But yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um I don't know, I've really got that like like I said on that episode that never happened. Yeah, yet. the
1: phantom episode. I
0: got an X Men anime series feel from this, just from like the space rescue, all the cosmic stuff going on, that amazing epic Hans Zimmer score playing throughout all this and we're seeing like people all around the world watching this on T V, the X Men going into space and yeah. these guys are saving our people
1: like i said the first half hour is really good really good really feels like okay all right like i can get behind this and there are parts in there too that i'm like okay like even like i had said before the uh the scene where they're in the bush and they're partying like kids yeah you forget forget that they're kids right so then you're like oh yeah i guess that would be something that they would do i just never thought of it like that Mm -hmm. because like even in the original x-men run it's like because of comic books and how long they are, but you forget that, like, at one point, like, the original team were only in their teens when they started doing this, right? Yep. So, yeah, of course they might do something like this to unwind. So, I mean, while jarring, it wasn't, like, out of character per se. It was just, you hadn't seen it before. So I was like, yeah. okay, that's kind of interesting. A nice little take on it. All right. But I don't know. Overall, I just... I don't see myself watching this movie again, whereas, like, Apocalypse... I'm actually, like, disappointed I hadn't watched it sooner because it was such a fun movie. Yeah. First Class was another one. I'd watched it enough times, so I was okay with it. And Days of Future Past, I watched it enough times. But Apocalypse was the one where I was like, I should have watched this more because it's ultimately a lot of fun. Nothing. There was not a lot of fun at Dark Dark Phoenix at all. Like, towards, especially towards the end of the movie, I was like oh boy and then we got to the train scene but the train scene that whole sequence is amazing yeah like you're right like that's absolutely incredible everything leading up to it was absolutely great but even uh, ultimately like when Gene takes back the Phoenix Force was also really cool you know it's just it's like two really good parts and I feel like those are the two parts that were from the original script
0: that weren't butchered
1: and then everything else is just kind of like like I've said this before, it feels like more and more now movies are, are created around set pieces. So we have set piece A, and we'll have a bit of story yep. leading up to set piece A, and then we'll have story into set piece B, and then set piece 3, and then story in between, right? And in some movies it works exponentially well, like Mission Impossible followed, mm-hmm. because those are set piece movies, but they're smart enough to have good story leading up to it yep. and in between so that if you're a fan of the movie you appreciate that movie a lot like if you're a fan of the series but if you're not you can still watch it and immediately pick up on the beats right yeah oh there's a past relationship between him and her okay that's a really cool sequence uh simon peck hey look at that they've been friends for a while mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i uh, think rent hey they've been friends for a while right you don't have to watch. Five movies prior to understand everything. No, no, no. But watching all five of those movies, you go, "Wow, I love this movie!" You know, I might even appreciate Mission Impossible two more because of this movie. <laughs> Not a lot, but like a little bit more, a little bit more now. A little bit more. That's it. Well, I mean, they pull out the fucking mountain climbing scene, and even me, with such a hate on for that movie, I yeah. was like. That's really cool that they referenced yeah. that part,
2: you know. Because
1: like when I rewatch that movie and I go, "I get it. You're a badass. You're mountain climbing without any safety gear. You don't possibly believe you're going to die. That's ridiculous." You, you, I think, yeah, he's got water and that's it. That's yeah. literally it. But so then when they reference it, at least I'm like, "Well, it makes sense because he was climbing mountains in the second movie, yeah. right?" That's about it. <laughs> that's really the only extra <laughs> appreciation. That's that, it. Right? That's it. That's it. But um, okay. So, but that, even that's... like, if uh, we'll say Fallout, right? Even if Fallout was the last movie, they ended it in a way that that could be the end. Mm-hmm. But there could be more. Yeah. But I was satisfied. Like, if they had said there's no more Mission Impossible movies, or at least until the next reboot, yeah. I'd be like, man, okay, great. Yeah. Because this is a great way to that set up a end. This was not a great way to send them off, okay? And as much as I don't like Last Stand, um, I think if I did, if I remember I did the list, I think Last Stand was still the worst one of the bunch for me.
0: You weren't sure.
1: No, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Either
0: way, it was going to be a Dark Phoenix. It's one of the two.
1: (laughs) And it might even just depend on my mood, but at least with The Last Stand, it did end in such a way where there was a bit of finality. Yeah. Because they even did that Professor X thing at the end, too, where he's like, he's dead. Just kidding, he's not dead, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so, but they ended it in a way where it was could be the end, or they could have made more movies after that. They didn't even have to do the reboot thing. They could have made more movies after that, and yeah. it'd be okay. I would be like, guys, that was a fucking end, you know? But at least it was a bit more of a satisfying ending than this one. Tell so, me. I'm done with
0: Dark Phoenix. I'm with Dark Phoenix. Should we rank the movies?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You want to go first? No, you're gonna have to go first because I first? immediately
1: forgot my rankings.
0: Because
1: <laughs> okay. the first three, I think we I agreed. First
0: three you. we we agreed on, and, and for me, I I was kind of I was flipping back and forth. It's between hard. Yeah. I love Days of Future Past, and yeah. I love Logan. Yeah. But I said Days of Future Past has more replayability because it's more fun, less depressing. And I have I to think agree. I can watch it more, and
1: I have hard. to agree because I I've only watched Logan. Twice, yeah, same here fully, but I even it said it's uh one of those movies where it's hard because it's like Infinity War, you can only watch it so many times because it ends like it's a downer ending, it's a downer ending, you know. Like, yeah, so you're just not like, a
0: feel good ending,
1: no, and of course, a because movie. you spend the whole movie too going, like How does he die? How does he die? How does he die? How does he die? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was kind of the same with John Wick three, where I was like, "How does he die? How does he die?" When he doesn't, I was like, "Oh, oh wow!" Unfortunately, John Wick four, I'm gonna be like, "Well, yeah. he has to die." Yeah, he has to die. Whichever
0: one is the last movie, he's got to die. Yeah. In.
1: yeah, and even though like uh, Chad Stahelski is saying, hey, it's not gonna be a good ending. I don't yeah. know why people think it is. Yeah. yeah, he didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, "There's, there's no way of it of ends good." Like, yeah, there's no way it
0: ends good. For a guy me. like this, he doesn't have a happy ending. No. No. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes so, sense. So, Days of Few Logan. Yep. Yeah. X2, because yeah. X2 is the best of the originals and yeah. still one of the best Agreement movies ever made. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: First Class, because I love First Class. It's fun. It, it's just, it's a fun movie. There's, and
1: this is where I put Apocalypse. Yeah, That's so, right. so you Apocalypse went to Apocalypse. Here.
0: Then I did Deadpool, the first Deadpool. Yep. so I love first
1: agree. I
0: agree. Original X Men. Because it's the classic, it's still great. Mm-hmm. Then I went apocalypse. And I would put Days of Future Past there. Okay. That's right. Days of Future Past or First Class? First class, right?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: You that's, switched that's, the two? That's right. Okay. So then I went dark. Well Phoenix. no, because you so put now,
1: you put uh you put first class where I'm putting
0: apocalypse. Right, so you're putting first class where I put apocalypse. That's, That's right. What you're saying? That's
1: right. And yeah. then I'm
0: doing... This, this is where things yeah. switch between us. Mm-hmm. So then I go Dark Phoenix, because I do enjoy the movie. Yeah. I just... Obviously, there's problems behind the scenes. The Wolverine, and the Wolverine mm-hmm. would be way up on my list if it didn't have that ending. Exactly. Because the ninja village was amazing. Exactly. The bullet train was amazing.
1: Exactly. Like, and then you get to, like... Mech Shinobi shaw or no, Mech Shinobi, uh, sorry, yeah, Mecha, Silver Shin, Samurai.
0: Shin, Shin, yeah.
1: Mecha Silver Samurai, and you're like,
0: fuck. Slicing claws Like, I off. get
1: it, the guy is dying, and he's like older yeah. than death, and he wants Wolverine's powers, but...
2: Uh, up to that, uh, up to
0: that, it was awesome. Then I got Deadpool 2, because I do enjoy Deadpool 2, but I don't think it's for molten years because the first, the first, I, I love the smallest. Yeah, no, I mean, it everything's all. great. Last stand, X-Men Origins. That's how it ends.
1: Yeah, mine would be, uh, uh, Dark Phoenix? Either one of those two are the last two.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, uh, basically. So, so after first class,
0: after first class, you would go, we'll bring your Deadpool 2.
1: I would do I would do Wolverine over Deadpool 2
0: okay, yeah. then Deadpool 2, and then you're at Origins, yep,
2: yeah.
0: and then one of the two Dark Phoenix movies. That's
2: right, that's
0: right, all right, yeah, no. all right. I want to know your ranking. Rank the X Men movies down below,
2: yeah, please. Can you rank
0: them? And thank you. Can you rank them on Instagram? You can rank them on Instagram. Can you rank them on Facebook? You can do it there. What about YouTube? Well, if you're on YouTube right now, then you can do it. If you're listening on SoundCloud. You can go over to YouTube, or you can also comment while you're here on SoundCloud. Can you also do it on uh, Apple Music? I don't think you can on Apple Podcasts. I think that's a listen and no comment.
1: I like how you so subtly so. corrected me. That was nice. Yes. Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts can be hard enough for me to remember. Apple Podcasts. Because I, I was always saying iTunes.
0: iTunes is yeah. so much easier to yeah. say.
1: Apple podcasts. Apple podcasts. Is that all you hear on that, is podcasts?
0: If, For Apple Podcasts, I would, th- I would think so. If,
1: if you hear music on Apple Podcasts, I'd be like, why the fuck? It's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. That- oh, speaking of music, have you listened to the new Tool album? I have not yet. The James song is amazing. Yeah. When I heard the first single, one of the guys I worked yeah. with, uh, Mason Couch, I had actually said, it's it a good song, but it's a Tool song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to Tool, if you like Tool, you kind of know what you're into. Uh, hearing the whole album though oh fuck
0: yeah oh my god good I can't wait to hear it
1: it is well worth the wait yeah it is incredible it's a hell of a wait well yes
0: a a hell of a wait, wait especially uh,
1: but I'm not surprised I mean all those guys are weirdos and uh, like cause what's his face uh, Maynard was he was doing Lucifer and Perfect Circle so he was constantly doing
0: music flipping back oh yeah he hasn't stopped
1: yeah. at all but I mean, like they're all weird dudes in real life. Like I've seen interviews with Danny Carey, and I'm like, yeah, hey, I could see why you're in Tool. Like mm-hmm. you're a, kind of a weird dude, you know? Like, like I don't know if I could hang out with him for long periods of time. You know? And I'm not saying like I'm I'm not a little slivers of time. I'm not saying I'm not a weird dude because I believe I friendly. Well, we all got our weirdness. Exactly. Like we're all weird in our own way, and there but are you know, people are gonna meet. Yeah, me, like, he's kind of a weird dude. Yeah. But like. I guess I'm just saying, like, if I'm saying he's kind of
0: a weird dude, he's kind of a weird dude. But anyway, that is our X-Men. We're done the X-Men. No
1: more X-Men. That is it. That is it.
0: We're done for probably years. Though I did hear that Marvel is retooling New Mutants again. Oh. That the new cut. I know. The I actually this is, is, no is more reference. in line, more in line with the original, as zero mention of Fox's yeah. movies. so Marvel Studios can use it if they ever choose to going forward
1: yeah well
0: whether it goes to theaters or not I don't know but the fact that they're still talking about it makes me happy so I'm gonna see it some way some form. uh, we'll see we'll see we'll see see. I don't even think so but before we sign off Chris, this episode 49 yeah. Number 50 is next. And what are we doing for the 50? Are we doing some sort of sandwich? We are sandwiching. Are we? <laughs> it's so strange. Episode 50 will be Nacho Runner. And if you're wondering... What, Nacho
1: Runner 2049. If
0: you're wondering... Come on, what, get it right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. Or should it be 2019? Nope. Nope. 2004 now. If you're wondering what we mean by that, it's the fact that we only got two votes. And I
1: like Nacho Runner.
0: That's really good. I really sad like Nacho it? Runner. It was that or Blade Blake Libre. Blade Libre?
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't uh, work.
0: Nacho Runner. Because I would run for nachos. I,
1: I would actually also watch a movie that was Nacho Libre <laughs> yeah. in the Blade Runner role.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, I want to see someone do an edit of that. That would be so good. I
1: can't even think of any lines right now to do as like Mexican Jack Black. <laughs> just because that would be too funny sometimes when you're alone you wear your stretchy pants <laughs> But oh. i mean like like having i don't know like uh, roger howard doing his big speech <laughs> and then you seem cut to like nacho Libre He's literally sung. just being like and, and said the <laughs> words you say touch my heart in a way that is not good like oh my god
0: That'd be a great would you cut.
1: like some stretchy pants <laughs> like, it's fucking ridiculous
0: so we're gonna do blade runner the final cut Nacho Libre, yep. Blade Runner 2049, that is CamCast 50, coming soon. To wherever you view the geek pants. To a screen or, or or a sound device near you.
1: You couldn't leave it at just wherever you view it, right? You had to, like, add...
0: Ah, you know, like, the, the narrator guy's voice came in my head. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know. Anyways, Anyways, that slide. Thank you very much. We will talk to you soon Keep pants out
2: These pancakes are delicious